Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Hi, welcome to the Saturday night advocating for activism, activism call. Um... If you are new, please uh, get in touch with me by email, TIAngel2016. If you have any suggestions or any thoughts on activism or anything of the like, just uh, please email me, and I'll make sure to uh, get some information to you. I kept it pretty simple tonight. So, um... Well, the guest, I finally got a hold... This is an interesting story, Karen. I got a hold of Jesse Baltran... Baltran, and um, do you know who he is? Hello? I've heard, I'm sorry, I had myself muted. I've heard the name quite a bit. I don't remember the story. What's the story? Um, he runs ICAACT, I guess is what it is. It's a nonprofit. Here, I'll tell you what it is. But get this, some guy called me impersonating him, so I thought he was booked last week, and then he didn't show up, and I finally got in touch with him, and he was like, I never confirmed with you, but anyways, regardless, at least we talked, and I let him listen to a couple podcasts, and he agreed to come on. So he runs International Center Against Abusive Covert Technologies. Yeah, um, yeah, I should ask. Yeah, he's not been around. Apparently, he's been kind of quiet for a while, but I talked to him, and I really like him. Sounds like he could be actually really beneficial on the with uh, Bill Benny and Kirk trying to gather evidence, because that's what they're looking for to do, and this is something he also does. So maybe we get those two guys together. Well, that's a good thing. thing, uh, And then tonight um, Spencer's going to come on and try to moderate the call, so that'll be interesting. Um, I'm sure he'll do a great job. Hold on one second. Let me get it open here. Who? Vince? Spencer. Spencer Carter. Oh, Spence. I thought you said Vince. Okay. Oh. Yeah, Vince, we're just throwing another guy in the mix. You guys know nothing about him, but his name is Vince. No. Hi, Virginia. Hi, Arizona. Ella, who is – you're going to have Jesse on tonight? Oh, no, he's going to be on Tuesday. Hmm. Yeah. Well, there's a whole lot of controversy about that. Really? Let's hear a little bit. I mean, my gut says he's he's a good guy, but, you know. Uh, well, nobody knows, I think. I mean, I met him. I was in a chip-checking conference with him up in Seattle, and that was a disaster. It was, you know, it was ridiculous. I don't really know what ICCAA is. And nobody else seems to know, and I don't know who. I mean, he's been around. He went around the country checking everybody for chips. Yep, that's what I saw that. And, on he, had, and he had this little old gadget, I don't know, it ran up and down the side. And what, here's what happened. We had a Ron Gilliam set it up, and there were about 10 people there. And um, he had a camera set up and took 
pictures the entire time the meeting went on of everything and everybody, and he gave out four pages that he wanted people to fill out. One was a diagram of a human body and a a, a diagram, and it said, mark on it where you think your chip is. Well, that would tell him where we thought the chip was. And he was supposed to be finding it with his little gadget. And then he wanted everybody's first date, social security number, all that stuff on one of the pages. Everybody filled them out and gave them to him. And I thought, this is strange. Why would he want that information? So I went to the table and got mine and took it back. And I should have said to everybody, don't give him your personal information. It's none of his business. He could use all, the, he could use all that identification for something else. I don't know what. And yeah. why took movies and pictures of everybody? Took movies the whole time. I don't know. And he had Steve, somebody there. I can't remember that guy's name, whether it was Steve Rope or who he was. But I used to go up there every summer for health reasons. And the summer before, I had met Steve on the telephone. And he turned out really to be a government agent, a perk or something. And... He was there running the movie camera. And then we never got a report of any kind about a chip, and we never heard a game from him, and everybody called and called him, and we never heard a word. It sounds like he's probably gathering it. You know how, like, I mean, I'm just surmising here. Um, you know how, like, Bill and Kerp are gathering information for data collecting? You know, just no, to... no, no. There was no such thing was going on. It was, nobody was told anything. They were just given four pages and said, please fill these out. And I took mine back, and I said, this is none of your business. I don't want you to have my birth date. I don't want you to have my Social Security number. What are you doing? Yeah. And I said, what are you doing in Seattle? And he said, I'm working for Microsoft. And he said, I'll do something with computers also. And so I guess he was working for Microsoft. I don't know who he worked for. He used to be friends with Ken, Ken, Rhodes. Ken Rhodes. And the old gossip was that the two of them had something to do with CIA. Now, I don't know if that was ever true or not. That could have just been a gad story. But somebody, and, and the, somebody was kind of drunk one night and had visited with them a long time when they all started the chip checking. And uh, he was furious. He said that they both were CIA agents, but I don't know if that was true or not. And I don't, you know, I don't know what Jesse does. I really don't know. I, I'm not being bad or saying anything bad about him, but we never heard from the meeting and never found out anything about what our chips were, what were they, did we, did we, did we, did we or did we not have a chip? No one ever found out. No one ever got a reply. Yeah, yeah, that, that was your perception or your perspective. Um, it sounds like here he's really, when I'm looking at his website, that he's just trying to gain evidence and prove it through data collection, through, where did it go? Just looking at it. Um, well, that wasn't the impression that went on with everybody. God, that must have been five or ten, six, seven years ago. You can have him on and not, I don't know what he has to say. I really don't, but, you know, yeah. everybody just dropped him, period. Well, I know he hasn't been involved in the community for a little bit, but he seems very intelligent. He seems very, um, 
I guess he didn't take any money from anybody. He wasn't doing it for monetary reasons. He just basically, I guess, trying to prove. Well, they went around the country doing that. Now, whether they did take money in other meetings, I don't know. No, they didn't take any money, I heard. I heard he was just doing it to try to prove it. Well, I don't know. Just things got pretty bad. That's all I know. That's what I can tell you. Somebody else, I don't, well, I know the person who told about that. I wish I could get in touch with him. Um, I might be able to call them tomorrow and find out. Yeah. Well, he'll be on Tuesday, too, so you can also, you know, talk to him about that and what that was about and what he used that information no, for. I don't say I'm not talking to him. I don't want to talk to him. I don't want anything to do with it. Well, I know you're the skept- one of the skeptical ones, so I understand, and it's good to be skeptical. I'm not skeptical. I'm intelligent and have good judgment, and I have enough information that I don't really know, good or bad. But Yeah, but you said Ken Rhodes was an agent or heard that. I don't believe that a bit. I didn't say Ken Rhodes was an agent. I said somebody who had visited with them for a long time was drinking one night on one of the calls and really blasted both of them. Now, whether that was true or not, I don't know. And yeah, well, you know how it is. We all hear. <laughs> and, but the person I haven't even been in the community that the, long, Alice, and everyone who, is well, called me and The person who said it had visited there a long time and and had been there long enough to make good judgment. So yeah. I don't know. I'll ask him and see what I can find out. Yeah. He's seen, I really like him, my gut. Just says he's good, but you know, there's always you know reasons to being concerned is very important, and I you know, and I think having good discernment is really important, and you know, so I appreciate it all. But I have to laugh because now that I've been here long enough, I think everyone in this community has told me that everybody in this community have named specific names and called everybody a perp. Different people have called me this person's a perp. No, they don't. No, they don't. That's oh, they true. do to me. Everybody, <laughs> they do. And I know I've been accused, too. No, so but, no, no I've never heard anybody call you a perp. Well, that's good to hear. I'm glad. Uh, but, you know, it seems that way, at least. I don't know. You never know. Those people that are calling me to say that might be, you know, trying to, might be perps themselves. You never know. So it's it's one of those things where... You know, time will tell, and, and, you know, there's, you know, there's enough people in the community to... Uh, what is a perk? Um, I don't really even know. It seems like, it seems like anybody who disagrees with somebody is all of a sudden a perk. That's what I've concluded recently. It's like, I see, like, people, I thought, I thought a perp was like an infiltrator or something, but apparently it's, um... You know, it's just anybody who disagrees in our community. I guess meaning that, you know, purple people can behave like a perp un- unintentionally, but they're not paid or something like that. But anyways, let's get to productive. My idea of a perp is anybody who wants to destroy our group and our organization and deliberately usually works for the government or somebody else. That's, a good definition. That's what I thought, too. That's yeah. what I thought, too. Because people said the whole FFCHS thing was terrible and it was splintered and it really was awful what went down. But let's get to something positive or, or something productive. Um, Sue, are you on the phone or just on the chat? I wanted to see what she was thinking about, how she was feeling about freeconferencecall.com. As you guys know, some people are moving over there. Um, I have tried to use it. 
just here. Okay. I've tried to use it, and I'm not having a lot of luck. And I noticed that when I started looking, the more I looked for an alternative, the better it started to work out for me here. I don't think they really the, – I think the perps <laughs> don't want me to leave just because they have this pretty wired is my guess, but I don't know. Anyway, so thanks, Sue. Yeah, call in. I got um, a great email, but I'm going to wait for till like 6 o'clock when there's a few more people. A woman reached out um, to some of the public radio, and I thought that might be a good goal for everybody to maybe get in contact with public radio, uh, whoever your local public radio is, organizations or OPB, and um, you know even make a small contribution and then um, you know go into um, tell them a little bit about target individuals and that you'd like to hear more about it or you know she kept it very simple and we had a really great guy on the other day and. He was explaining. I hope everyone got to hear that. Um, it's on the recording, of course. Um, he was here, and he's the editor-in-chief of the North Star Post. Um, you can check it out online. And he gave us such great information and kind of gave me some insight at how papers work and how, um, you know, behind the scenes at the actual media outlets themselves. So I hope everyone can go in and listen to that. And he gave such good advice about not telling too much in the email. Don't go into your long story. Keep it short and succinct. And um, and something just about how they think and how reporters think and what goes on. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to that, I hope you guys can go back. And I thought he was great. His name is Sam. So, so I thought like a good goal this week, as I was saying, would be to you know do to reach out. I can actually read it to you. She gave me permission. I thought she gave such a great uh, sent such a great email. Let me look at Who it. did? Who wrote it? Hold on one second. I'm getting to it. You said give a contribution to who? I couldn't hear that guy that night very well. That's why I'm asking questions. My telephone or something was bad. Is he from Minnesota? He is. Minneapolis, Minnesota. What's the town? Minneapolis. Oh, okay. My telephone's going to heck. I got to go buy a new one this week. I hold on. Just looking for it. It's a patent email. Hold on. I'm going to go through it a different way. Would he have a newspaper or report or something that he publishes? Yeah, he does. You can go to North starpost.com and it's actually he did a really nice job and he's the editor-in-chief. He's young. They're all really young guys. And I'm glad to know that there's such an open-mindedness in this new group of reporters coming on and they just, you know, he's an investigative reporter so his mindset's a little different. Okay. I hope you get many apples. I was interested. Let's see. Is this the one? Well, so while you're talking, uh, when you're looking that up, I'll just fill you in. Uh, Freeconferencecall.com, we had a moderators meeting yesterday, and several of us uh, tried out the different features. Um, I did some screen sharing and showed them all the different, you know, just the different elements that we don't have here on TalkShoe. And there are a lot more features, so it it might take a while for you to, um, you know, learn everything. But the simplest thing 
the simplest way to have a call is still available, just calling in and putting in your code. So um, so that's what we were doing yesterday. And I think I'm going to move out of TalkShoe for my calls. I don't need to have 100 people for what I do, just whoever really wants it. And I posted that link in there for Wednesday. Um, I've had a lot of trouble getting into TalkShoe on other calls, other people's calls. Last week, I didn't have audio in my chat. And, um, you know, it's not really worth it to, you know, hassle with it so much when there's an easier place to do something with a good quality sound. You have a radio feature that allows you to stream to the listeners. They don't have to log in. They can just listen. Um, you can upload MP3s and play them. You know. Oh, wow. That I saw. I did play around on it, but no one could hear me. And I just and then I talked to, I called the number, customer service, and she couldn't figure it out. She doesn't know why I was having such issues. I never really figured out what it was. Hmm. So then well, I used a then I used it get this too. I I used a different email, got a different login, and the same thing happened. So I don't know. Hmm. Maybe they do want to keep you on TalkShoe because your calls are getting big, and here I think they, you know, they're pretty much infiltrated, and you know they can keep you corralled into one area that's. You know, I don't think it's keeping you corralled in one area. We've had talk show for many, many years, and TIs all over the country know what talk show is. They know the number. They're never going to find a new one. They will eliminate half the people okay, we've accumulated, Alice. and we're losing too many people anyway. I'm, I don't think I'm explaining you something. Hold on, Alice. Let's speak. Let's speak for a second. My here. goodness. So, yeah, okay. um. Anybody yeah. who wants to can try it out, you know. You can try it for an, as an experiment. I know it will be hard to get all the TIs to remember where to go, what night, you know. But at the same time, you know, all these calls on TalkShoe didn't develop overnight either, you know, especially the last three That's years. Right. That's why we should not lose them. Well, the problem is, Alice, people, you know, when I have a call, I get, like, especially on a big night when I have a guest, I get 20 texts and emails saying they couldn't even get on. Yeah. They get what? They get 20 what? I'll get, like, all these people saying they couldn't even get on. Yeah, people are getting blocked online. They get, like, well, I've that, gotten. Is that I get sometimes, fault or is it the commentator's fault? It's talking to it has nothing to do with us. Yeah. We're not the ones letting people in. Like, like it can't go. It doesn't go past to where they try to put. This is the message I get from people all the time that they put in the code and it says, you know, um, this not call available. has not been recorded at this time or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I get uh, a lot of times online a page will come up saying talk shoe is not available at this time. Talk shoe is not available. Just a blank white page. Oh, yeah. Well, I got that tonight when I tried to call. I got uh, your call's not available because you're not on T-Mobile, something or other. They did that to me twice. The third time I dialed, I got in. But that's my telephone. I don't think that's talk to you. Yeah. So anyway, um, 
I'm probably going to move it over. The the recordings that I've done before will still remain on my uh, page for anybody who was listen to the old shows, and uh, we'll we'll give it a try. I mean, I'm not expecting 100 people to be interested in metaphysics and faith healing and all that. So whoever's really interested will be able to find it, and I put that link in uh, for anybody who wants to. They won't know that I it's strange. I want to say something. Can you hear me? Yeah, we yeah. can hear you. I'm new to this, and I just thank God every day for Ellis Talks You um, programs. Thank you. And, Thanks. and today, I because of the time change, I called too early, and... If I had been in my paranoid, they're out to get me mode, I would have, you know, oh, they're interfering in all this. And so um, there are reasons sometimes why it doesn't work. And so far, um, I think that what Ella's doing and her talk show podcast, and I hope I'm using the right terminology, is amazing, and it has never been um, interfered with for me. And if they really wanted to screw me, because of, the, of all, like all the little good things in life that are working for me, that I enjoy, where I'm being connected, and finally, it's like things are going right for me, they would really interfere with this call for me and they're not doing it. So I think sometimes we need, and I've said this before on other issues, sometimes we need to see that we live in a world where there's technological failures that is just a given, where there's like other things going on, and it's not always that these um, people are messing with us. They don't have a lot of the power that we sometimes give to them. And so, and I feel like there is absolutely nothing wrong with talk show, but I knew, and I really haven't had anything else, but it's great and it's been working for me. So thank you. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Well, that's, that's good. I mean, but I'm not new to this um, talk show stuff, and I have seen a steady decline over the last maybe 11 to 12 months. Um, it, they really started hammering in on, you know, after FSDHS, they try to break us up every time the groups get bigger, there are technical problems. Um, they, and, you know, when the management changed over, it it is, you know, it is becoming a problematic site, you know, especially for large groups. And we get uh, our TI calls are the biggest calls on this site, and they never show up. They're never listed for people to look at on, you know, the front page where they should be, you know, live now calls. Nobody can get on there. They've taken them all off. So it's it, there has been uh, a steady decline. And personally, um, you know, I'm not, I don't need to try to promote them anymore if they're going to be like that to us. Yeah, and Alice, just so you know, we've had conversations. We are concerned about losing people and the change 
that was like one of the big things on a personal level I kind of grappled with. Um, you know, people told me it's called. Yeah, but we've had this. We had this number for ten years, and I don't think we should change it because we're losing too many people anyway. I mean, all the people that I knew are gone. I don't know what happened to them, but they're gone. That's we're just life. Them, we're trying to get them back. It's not talk shoes' fault either. That's Hold just on. life. It's just life. It's just it happens to all organizations. If you study how organizations are organized, how they progress and grow, and how they divide, um, it's just normal. There's nothing wrong with that. No, I don't. I don't think it's normal. People that I've known have been on here for twenty years. They moved on. Fifteen. I don't know how long I've been on here, but it's been a long time. Yeah, well, Virginia, let me finish my thought. I was just saying, you know, those are valid. You know, those are you have valid concerns and. We all have those kind of concerns because we care, the people that care, you know, and I was worried about the people that have been calling here for so long and losing them. But then, you know, it's kind of like, oh, my gosh, a lot of people can't even get on the calls anyway. So, but you're right, things do happen. But if you haven't noticed, like we get the perps coming on and we can't block them, um, they come in with these tapes and do their little nonsense, and, and we can't even block them because they're hacking. And then we get, um, and if you're a moderator, you lose control of the board, and then, you know, we'll have to refresh the page, and nobody's even, like, you can't even see everybody. So we're having some pretty serious technical difficulties, but for right now, I'm okay. Um, and maybe I can be here and, and mention to everybody, you know, when you when people do change over, and we'll just make it a slow transition as opposed to all of us at once. That seems like the smartest thing to do. What are your thoughts on that, Sue? Yeah, um, I think it will be an organic process. Whoever's ready to move will, and who isn't will stay. Um, apparently, for instance, Derek was invited to the moderator's call. He didn't want to come. He's got his call on TalkShoe for 10 years, and that's where he seems to want to stay. Right. That's my yeah. choice, you know. There's no, limit. There's no limit to conferencing uh, you know, and we should be allowed to move on and change and adapt. It's not a matter of losing one. It's a matter of not losing other people. I mean, just because you want to do something different, that means we lose too many people. I don't think so, you know what you're um, doing. So anyway, people should be able to choose what conferencing site they want, what topics they want. Yeah, because and it's a huge one whoever they want to on there without getting a lot of abuse from other TIs. Well, I don't agree with you. I don't agree with your call. I think your call is ridiculous. I don't think it shouldn't be on at all. But well, you never ran a call, so you don't really understand it. Well, she broke the cardinal rule. I'm not going to have people cut each other down. And do I respect you a lot. And we all know Alice can get that way towards all of us, every yeah. single one of us. So, I know. You know that is so I'm, trying, I'm trying to explain that, you know, we shouldn't have to feel like we're um, being held hostage by TalkShoe so they can abuse us in our chat rooms. I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, I'm not going to tolerate it anymore, you know. And yeah. I, I feel like, you know, and I, Alice, I still respect you, and I think you're a very smart woman, and you have a good sound mind for everything you've been through and your age and everything. So I do appreciate you and your history and your knowledge of the program. But, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to do the attacking. I'm just not, you know. I mean, yeah. I just think it's unproductive, and this is an activism call, not a debate call. You know, let's try to have positive, you know, mm -hmm. come up with ideas, and, um, yeah. Yeah, so we're just informing people right now. 
Um, it, there's, nothing has been drastically changed. And um, everyone is welcome to to come back. You know, if they want to run talk show calls or they want to start something else. We had a nice Bible call on freeconferencecall.com um, about two years ago because I remember it was on Thursday afternoons and this lady who's very knowledgeable in the Bible and it was like from two to four. And, you know, and it worked really well. Um, so that's what gave me the idea try it out and you, you know so and I think Derek has used it um, on some occasions like as a backup call you know I love the idea of being able to show documents and share PowerPoints or whatever it is you know yeah. so people can actually see documents and patents yeah. or whatever it is that we may be talking about or uh, a format letter, or you know, I love that we do need that visual thing more than a chat room. So yeah, yeah. and if there's a and you can have the video conferencing too. So say somebody like Neil wants to demonstrate how to make an ion detox, he can show you right yeah. there. You know, that's that's you know, and even like when you know when I first got on these calls and I heard Dwight uh, Mangum trying to explain, <laughs> I was yeah. lost. Frustrated. I, I I needed yeah. a visual because I'm not a technical person like that, you know. And I know it's really good to see somebody put it together, because you, it's sort of like the words just go in one side the the other because you're not really able to put the schematics in your mind if you've never done it before. So it's you know even just seeing a schematic for how it could be done would be helpful, um, you know, for any of those things like shielding or whatever. Anyway, those options are there. There's nothing set in stone, and I just wanted to bring you up to date on it. You know. Thank you. Yeah, it was our anniversary, so. Um, I oh, really fine. Yeah. How many years is that? Um, it's nine years married, thirteen years almost. Well, I'm sorry, like thirteen or fourteen. Huh? I think it's fourteen years we've been together. So yeah. Wow. Um, but we've been through some rough times, especially <laughs> when this started. <laughs> I know. It's, you know, but when you really genuinely love each other sometimes, you know, if it had been any other man, he wouldn't be here. I guarantee you. Any other man on the planet, they would have been long gone, you know. It's been, you know, I just happened to pick up a pretty compassionate guy, you know, so I'm lucky in that way. At least now, you know, although I'm I'm sure you guys all get this, that I'm going to be broken and homeless in the next couple years, so who knows, that's are always threatening. Oh, no, don't say that. I know. I don't want it. I mean, of course, but that's just what they are always saying. They've been saying that for five years to me. So, you know, and it's crazy mm-hmm. stuff. But anyways, off the personal stuff. Um, yeah. So what was I going to say? Oh, about being an educational platform. Like, you know, you go to school and you can hear a teacher, but they have a chalkboard. And so that's what I liked about free conference call, too, is that there's a way to see the visual, like you were just saying. It's like it's one thing to listen to someone talk and talk and talk, but it's nice to have that visual, too, because it's an educational podcast, you know. So, yeah. And if I get a guest and he wants to show us diagrams or whatever it is, you know, or any of us, you know, that would be that would just make it all the more powerful, I would hope and think. Yeah, yeah, I think that's good too. And in my in my case, I like to share music, so um, I can figure out a way how you know to upload some music and then broadcast it 
and it'll be, be a lot better quality than what I was getting um, just, you know, off my phone kind of thing, you know. So there was no way in TalkShoe to, to broadcast music unless you paid for the Skype thing, and I don't even know if that works. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I like that. I mean, you know, we've yeah. got to try things. we got to yeah, be willing to try Yeah, see how it goes. And then, um, you know, for me... Once, if you guys make that change, maybe I'll give like two or you know. Well, it really depends on how how it goes. Because I was I could give people like two or three months and let them know that you know, for most of us to make that transition will be in a few months to kind of give people time, or so we don't lose people. But you know, who knows? Because if talk shoe stops working well for me, it's been okay for a week. So if it starts doing that crap it used to do, I'm gone, you know, but I will definitely try to hunt everybody down and have Derek maybe tell, uh, announce for us, you know, all our new call numbers, that would be helpful, whoever is here on TalkShoe still, you know, but it is, it's got to be, you know, I don't want it to be so difficult to have a call where people, I can't see people and they can't see me and, you know, and I can't, you know, in other words, if someone's raising their hand and they're not on the board, you know, and they can't even speak or ask a question because I can't even see them. You know, it, and it's, you know, it can be really counterproductive. So, anyway, so I wanted to read you guys this uh, letter, and I got permission to read it. Her name is Ada. And so, this is what she wrote to the public radio station. She just put, um, she said I could read it verbatim, so I will. Um, Hello, I grew up with public radio, and so did my son. A few years ago, he told me that he had become a member. I felt very proud of him. I have wanted to contribute to public radio for years, and early this year I was finally able to send a very small amount of money. It wasn't much, but I just wanted to give something back in gratitude for all the years public radio has been there for me. I also just wanted to do it. For years I hesitated to send money because I believe I needed to send a large sum, which I couldn't afford to do. This year I decided to begin the process of giving annually whatever I could, no matter if it was only $10 for one year or 100 the next year. I realized that the important issue here was just being able to have to thank you for all the good I have received through the years listening to public radio. Please, and then this is the next paragraph, please do a series on targeted individuals and organized stalking, also called gang stalking and organized bullying. This has become a major issue as more and more people are speaking out about their heroin experiences of being a targeted individual. It is a crime against humanity, and judging from how widespread it is in the United States and other countries and how it seems to be growing, it really is an issue that the news media needs to take seriously. Thank you, Ada. And I liked it because I do that too. Sometimes when I, um, sometimes when, um, I send out something similar, trying to get someone's attention or media or whatever, I keep it short and I talk about targeting, but I don't really go into my story until I'm talking to them on the phone or if they ask about it. So I thought that was excellent. What did you think, Sue? Did you guys like that? Yeah, that was nice. That was really, I was really touched. I thought she did such a good job on that. Um, so anyways, I thought that would be a good idea if we can all contact our public radio stations. Uh-huh, good. Ah, she did a really good job. You know, that was uh, my... If you look at the chat room, Guar commented on... Like, Going back again. But what? Guar, the in the chat room, said something like what? about. Uh, didn't see that. I didn't see that. He scrolled down. Sometimes I'm loading late, so sometimes like I'll even comment and 
if that makes any sense. It's it's that's another thing about talks. You might um, mm -hmm. it will uh, it lags. You know the chat yeah. lags. Mm -hmm. You write a comment and then all of a sudden it's <laughs> like seven or eight. You know uh, bits of dialogue by the time it even posts or that I see it. That makes any sense. So that was my thought on activism. I thought, well, maybe yeah. we can all this week send out um, something like that, you know, tell a little bit about yourself and then tell me of this interest in targeted individuals and, or maybe give them a link or something, you know. So. Yeah, you know, we don't have anything like, uh, like, you know, along those lines, like a page that's devoted to TI's writing. Um, you know, whether it's their journals or poetry or their photos, like I always thought it would be a good idea if we had one spot. I know we've got everybody, you know, looked at websites. Like, I mean, Bella's web is really nice. It's all informational. But I thought, what if we have like a poetry and art page that people could, you know, put excerpts of their writings on there or, um, you know, whatever they do help themselves with, um, you know, just um, their thoughts and feelings, that kind of thing. Yeah, I like it. I think I was dared enough, and it was really hard. I read a little small, I think I did, I may have chickened out, but I was. I wrote a pair, uh, a small poem about being uh, targeted. I think I did. Yeah, I did. Mm. Yeah. I think that's a really good idea, you know, because we, you and I both know that one of the best outlets for for angst and for challenges is, you know, writing and art and painting and drawing and, you know, all that. And I think I like journaling. that idea. I really Some do. people are really journaling, um, you know, a lot because, you know, who can they tell? And if they can, you know, if they can talk, I talk to you. But a lot of people find that journaling is helpful and uh, keep it private, you know, or you share some pieces of it. Yeah. Very therapeutic. Yeah. I think so too. You know, I really that's a personal thing, you know, is even even with teenagers or with foster kids, I always first thing I did when they came in the house was gave them a journal and mm. hold on one second. Nice. I like that's that. nice. Um, um and um, Oh yeah, it was just a thought I've had I've had it for a while but I, I didn't initiate it. Just comes and goes once in a while. I like that. Good idea. You know, I just think people need an outlet, you know, especially when there's depression, you know, and so many yeah. people. <laughs> and, you oh, know, I know. And with it, and I think that's one of the best things you can do. And you can get a lot of clarity just by writing. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, I just think writing in general has a way of giving you that. It's cathartic. In other words, like if you have feelings inside yourself and and it takes it from inside and puts it outside, so it releases its stranglehold on you a little bit. And that's what cathartic means. And then it also, um, you know, you come up with ideas in the process of writing. I'm a big writer. You know, I'm always journaling and writing notes and doing that kind of stuff. And Yeah. That's uh, really helpful. Well, oh, I guess yes. Facebook, Facebook has kind of taken over that, you know, where people will journal a little bit or just say what they feel on the fly, you know, share with yeah. 100 people. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have I I actually written little things or blurbs or poetry poems and things like that and put it on there you know because it's just family and friends although you know how it is it's like all of a sudden it starts growing but you never know because then you get these little messages like oh my god I really like that I feel the same way or whatever it is you know you sometimes have to take a chance can I say something can you hear me of course yeah 
Um, I I just from from my experience and what I see that I've needed because I'm an artist and um, I've been very much involved in uh, spirituality and healing and I connect with um, healers and all that. And what I find that I need from um, the IT community is not an outlet for my creative expression or to express my uh, a way of expressing my emotions through like poetry and art and all that. What I find that is helpful is getting information about um, what is going on, having um, being able to. Um, have other people affirm for me that what I'm experiencing is truly happening. Other people are experiencing it, and I'm not going crazy. And also um, uh, uh, finding out what things I can use to help protect myself from attacks and uh, maybe like how to get legal aid. What's the truth about police, police involvement, going to the FBI, trying to get help from um these um, justice from the justice system, and um, that's what I I like. Otherwise, I feel if you start to bring in all this other stuff, then it's just going to like scatter the energy. And there are other places where people can do that, but to just focus on what is um, particular to um, TIs, um, uh, I, I feel that that's maybe the way to go and that's important because that's where, what we're not getting anywhere else. But all this other stuff, you can find it somewhere else. But no one is dealing with the truth and reality about PIs, what they're experiencing, dance talking, how to handle it, and the little things to do to protect yourself and to, um, um, to get help and to um, help your, your, your healing process. So that's it. <laughs> Well, thank you. That was very helpful and insightful, and yeah, I really appreciate you sharing that. So if anyone has any thoughts on activism, well, Spencer is a big-time activist, and when he comes on, I'm sure he'll delve deeper into that topic himself. So, Hi, I, I would like to say something. Sure. Um, my name is Andrea Metz. And I have just recently found you, and I appreciate what you're trying to do, and thank you very much. Um, I think it's great to have all these recordings because you can go back and listen and make notes and find the very best information. You can also find emails in your, in your shows that are helpful to talk to other people. Um, it'd be nice to collect throughout all the shows all the emails of all the people that have uh, worked on the shows and that have been sort of authorities that you've contacted and you know, just have a list of those names so that you could show how many people you've actually um, come together with and talked to all of these really quite authoritarian uh, uh, people, people of authority that have um, in their fields that have come and talked to you. And I think that's a strong, that's a strong, um, case for this being something very serious. Um, yeah, that's what I'm hoping too. You know, what's really I'm, great. I'm sorry, go ahead. 
I'm kind of wondering if the bigger than Snowden site might be the place for that. It would be good to have a site where, or the Everyday Concern site, where somebody is keeping track um, and ha has a tab in the website. I'm a web developer, so I'm really oriented to developing websites. Um, I've, I've done creative direction for Microsoft. Um, but but anyway, uh, it would be great to have a tab where you could list the talk show shows and then have the um, people that you've talked to over time and and who they are, you know their their descriptions. And um, you know, just start to document some of this information. I thought Don's in, um, input on the last show with Sam was really good that it would be great to to parcel out. Um, these tasks to different groups of how to strategize, how to do some activism that would stick and that would work. Uh, I also wanted to say that I have some information. You know, I'm I'm kind of a deep reader, and I I have a great deal of information on this now that I've collected probably a couple gigabytes, and. Um, I have found a scientist that's a very important scientist. He's, he's a PhD and a nuclear engineer and a retired uh, lieutenant colonial in the U.S. Army. And um, he's the director of the Association of Distinguished American Scientists and a fellow emeritus of the Alpha Foundation Institute for Advanced Study. And um, his name is Thomas Bearden, and he's put out on the web information about free energy and free energy devices, and it's the only place on the web to find this information. He's also done a lot of research into mind control, and he's done research into weapons testing around the world by different countries that is this, this you know, electromagnetic um, testing. He's also got some stories that are pretty hard to believe of his own about what electricity can do. And there's a scientist who actually was able to develop organisms by just putting a battery with some, some materials together for about 30 days, and these organisms grew out of these materials with the electricity. So... He has some stories on his website that really kind of blow you away. He's very concerned. He's very worried about the potentials of what this technology can do and what it could unleash into the world. He's got a, a, a link on cloning and how dangerous it is because from what I understand, we're living in one residence frequency and there's other frequencies that have other things in it. And if we go into those other frequencies, those other things can come into us and and vice versa. And so he, he said he's got some experiments he doesn't want to discuss about that. They're so frightening that people just should just never even go there. So, I mean, it's really interesting stuff. It's far beyond what the TIs are talking about. And, Quantum mechanics. Um, quantum physics maybe and entangle, quantum entanglement. Yes, yes. It's that kind of stuff and it's very interesting, very fascinating stuff. He's also, I think, <clears throat> in, in contact with Stephen Greer 
and the disclosure project because Stephen is trying to disclose this energy, this free energy solution for for humanity, and it's very important. So, scalar by any chance? Because I keep hearing about scalar. What's that? Was it scalar or the Tesla? Oh energy? yes, yes. It is free energy is scalar energy. It's zero point energy. It has about twenty different names. But it's basically scalar energy, and it's a no point. It's a zero point energy. It's it's around us all the time, and you. He's got a device with a schematic that he's put on his website that's been tested, that can take free energy out of the vacuum, and it's the only place on the web you can find this. And he said he had a really hard time getting it published. But he's got, if you're an electronic engineer type of person, he's got a tremendous amount of great information on his site. And his site is called, um, let's see here, it's um, Shaniri, C-H-E-N-I-E-R-E dot org. And he lives in Huntsville, Alabama. And um, he's, a, he's a very fascinating individual. And there's there's some really great people out there. I think some what I would call game changers in the world today that would be be really good to contact. I'm kind of keeping my own list of those kinds of people, but he's definitely one of them and would be great to contact if you could. Also, Stephen Greer is having a, um, a talk tomorrow night on his site of SeriousDisclosure.com. He's going to be out of Las Vegas, Nevada tomorrow night and then the next night and he's disclosing information um you know a false flag attack that they're gonna try to perpetrate but anyway um i just think that there's so much information that's going on it would really be good to organize groups like um like uh, i think it was diana or whatever her name was last night that don was saying let's let's organize some groups and get people working on different areas and try to come back together because for me that's the hardest thing I've ever had to deal with in this whole thing is that I can't find anyone and all of my emails are censored, all of my phone calls are censored, I don't get out to anybody and it's just really difficult and I think that I've complained so much to the mental institution. They've locked me up for two months there. And um, I've complained so much that I I think they're finally starting to allow this to open up. And I think I live in one of the key locations where they're doing this work with the CIA. And um, we're a test bed, and, and they're testing it hard on our little area. And... I think they're starting to open up. I think they expect it to be public information by about 2026 or so. Um, so they're hoping it won't come. They're they're controlling it very carefully for it not to come out sooner. So you know, there's nothing we can do about that. But we're we're the ones at the forefront, and we're the ones that are going to lead that that disclosure i think and that's part of their plan i mean i think this is a i think this is a global government implementation of oligarchy and they're just testing out what um 
is going to be part of their integral program of how to control world government with human beings all over the world. This isn't just about some weapons technology. This is this is what all oligarchies have had in the past, which is a torture program. And they're just seeing how far they can take it before they back off and implement a standard strategy for global government. Well, I like everything you said. Um, um, I like, maybe you can um, help out. I mean, maybe, you know, me and maybe some other people, I'm looking to build a website. Um, maybe we can, um, if I could, if you could email me, I could talk to you about some stuff. We could maybe put you to work a little bit. Uh, you know, I don't know how you are doing. I guess that's something we can talk about one-on-one. Yeah, well, I, I, work ten year, I work 10 years for Microsoft at MSNBC and MSN, so I've been at the highest levels of news, and I've also worked in Boston for EF Education, which is a worldwide language company. And I've seen the inside of both government and technology, and I can tell you that um, all these different websites about this are not helping us. We need one local, one place that will that will be the go-to place that won't get erased and won't come down and people won't be, it needs to be a group effort so one individual isn't attacked or something doesn't happen to one person and then it goes away. It has to be a group effort and it needs to be, um, it, you know, it needs to be uh, a support place of protection for the people because protection is one of our our key needs in this group, and um, and and full disclosure so that people know who these people are. So if anything happens to us, we know what happened. Um, I mean, that's a real concern, and 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 so. It needs to be that. It also needs to be super secure and super um, intelligent and well-designed and and all of those things for the public to be able to digest it because all these sites out there that look like crazy people did them, it yeah. really hurt. That hurts our cause. You know, some of those sites I think are set up by perpetrators to make us look that way in the first place, you know. Of course. Oh, no. Of course, of course, I understand that, but it's other people that are coming to the cause don't know that, and they see that first off, and they're really turned off. And so that's why all the more reason to get a group effort together of really good programmers. I, I know really good technologies, and I know what needs to be done. I'm a, I'm a, um, a program manager and an, an artistic director, and I've I've done this stuff for so long. I've done it my whole life. And so I really do know. But I, I'm telling you, they will not let me make a website. I can't do it. They, they, they shut me down every time I try. So I need other people to be involved with the group. Otherwise, I can't do it because they know I'm, they, they know I'm powerful. And I could, I could do something that would, that would be, you know, I, I just I just know that I uh, I've been stopped a lot in in incredible ways and I've tried very very hard to do everything I could on my own because I couldn't find other people to network with. So you're really the first people I've found, and I appreciate that. But it's taken me three years to get here, Aww. so it's it's really hard, and um, I've almost died several times. So I just have to say that this is um, this is something we really need to to be careful about how we do it and 
and not take it lightly and and really do a, a professional job or or it will be it will be for naught and and the efforts that this community has already put out are just enormous and a lot of people have died making these efforts so it's really important that we do a good job and that we um, we do it professionally. I agree. What, I mean, I'm what, can, I just want to say something. Um, I I learned that um, I was actually being conditioned to think a certain way over the years and to change uh-huh. my mindset because my um, my computer I was being directed to certain websites. Oh yeah, and uh-huh. and I've so I just I just realized that a lot of the things that I had learned and thought that were true were not. A lot of people that I had um, been in communications with that I thought were helping me were not. Yes. And um, yeah. it was shocking. This has only been happening within the last few months, and I was just been like absolutely sh- shocked that that could happen. And um, so I basically. Um, I've taken a break from the computer and being on the internet because um, what I'm and I can't even go to the library and get on because there's interference there. So yes. I've come up with the conclusion I've come up with is that um, what I need is a secure um, a place to get on the internet where I'm not going to be intercepted and redirected. And so um, any in, in any other way, I can't do that because I, I really am being interfered with and blocked. Oh, oh I can't, can but, but so, and what you're saying also... Um, yes, I have the exact same experience. Have, yes, and I, I hear what you were saying. That's why I want to bring this up because I wanted to talk about this anyway uh, this evening. And um, so what I I need, what we need is um, a place that we can go to where they have internet connection that is secure. There has to be somewhere, some There isn't anywhere. That. That's the whole problem. What you don't understand is that they can see through your eyes and hear what you hear. We will never, ever be secure again. That's what this whole program is about. They're introducing this technology, and this technology is changing our history. It's changing our world. It's changing our reality permanently. It's never, ever going to go back. We will never be secure again. And so so you have to understand that's never going to happen. See, but I don't think that way. Because what what I'm realizing is that I was being conditioned to think that way, to think that they had so much power that there were so many of them that they were in control, that I was helpless, that I would never do this, never that, da, 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 da. And then I realized that it's because they're directing me to sites where they're setting me up with that kind of information, where there are people saying exactly what you just said to me. There are people writing that stuff and, and kind of like a hypnotic suggestion that you will never be free. You will never have control over your life. We are all powerful. We know everything that you're doing, and something in me said, liar. 
that is not true. That's what they've been trying to condition me to think because over the years they have been redirecting me to these websites and I've been doing research and I think like I'm getting the truth and it just links me up to more lies. You know, like all this, this alien stuff and all this demonic, all this crazy stuff. And I have to say that I'm really ashamed at some of the things that I believed <laughs> and I was advocating because I came to the realization that this is a bunch of nonsense. And I feel that, yes, they are interfering, redirecting, and trying to reprogram you to think a certain way, but don't buy it. They're not as powerful as they say they don't have the technology right now that you think they do. Why would you believe that and give over your power so easily? It's a hypnotic suggestion. And what I'm thinking is that there is a world out there where there are good people doing innovative stuff because I have an outlet to that world that I've always maintained. I got lost in that dark conspiracy, and I'm sorry, I know that it's a lot of it is true, so I'm not denying it because I'm a TI and I've been through some horrible stuff, but I've always had this, this golden thread there to hold on to that would bring me to a place of sanity and into a world where there's light and there are good people and there's actually a lot of great stuff going on. And I think that's why I connected because of all the people I could have connected with on PAC International and with this stuff, I connected to Ella. Ella, and I'm thinking like, yeah, because there is something in my life that is leading me to the truth and connecting me to real, uh, to true people. Always it's been there. So I learn about this dark crap that's going on, but there's always something that doesn't let it get like extreme with me, and I always get the truth that leads me on a light. So what I'm saying is that what we need, I have some of it. It keeps me sane and connected to truth, but what a lot of us need is a place that we can go to a group or a person who we trust, who has not been interfered with, that we can get on the Internet and we can do our research and we can do our websites and all that. There are things like that, but we need help in finding that. That's all I want to say. It's there. You have a voice, you have ideas, and that's why they're trying to interfere with you and keep you locked into this mental box. But there is something else out there, a safe place for you to go where you will be supportive and you can speak truth and you can build that website you want to. And that's why I think this IT community, we can help each other to uh, put that call out there. Um, and to try to find a way outside of this mental box, that the black box that they have us locked into. Do I make sense at all? Maybe, yeah. Maybe. Thank you. Yes, I appreciate yeah. it very much. Yeah, no, I, I, I hear what you're saying, and I appreciate what you're saying, and it is, you know, it's, um, it's important to remember that we always have our, at least, at least when we're not being attacked, we have our power to say, no, we're not going to believe that stuff. You know, and I, I hear that you're fighting to stay yourself and to believe the way you want to believe and to believe in goodness, which is part of it. And I, I honor I actually that. have, I actually have, I just realized I have three people 
who um, in different parts of the United States who are very grounded and strong and clear and um and they're absolutely do not hook into this 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 madness that we're we're trapped in. They have nothing to do with it. They don't deal with it. It's not their reality. And I just realized, oh my God, what a freaking blessing that these people are, were in my life, and that they're helping me now to get to get clear of all this. And I think that that's what we all need. We need people who just do not buy this, have never bought into it, aren't even living in this reality at all. They don't deny, these people do not deny that what I'm experiencing is not real, but they also know that it's a, it's a mind game and, um, and they're like a link for me, helping me to, to get out of it, you know. But um, none of these people, though, are people who I can, because they see they don't even deal with it. There's no middle ground for them. They're absolutely outside of it. So they're not like somebody who I can, I can go to, to them and like hook up to their website, their um, internet, and, uh, you know, they, it's like, uh, no, but I know that there will be people, and we can also put a call out there, you know, where they've got a clean um, connection. And uh, it's like a, um, you can go there. Wouldn't that be nice? You can go there. And you can uh, really get on the internet without being interfered with, and reach the people that you want to reach, get the information you want to get. That there has to be a, a way of doing that, you know. Because I, I myself, like I said, I've been, I was researching and writing, and I just like really, it was just the last two months. Oh my God, I realized I have been programmed and conditioned to believe all this nonsense. You know, and once I started seeing that, that was like, it just broke this hypnotism. And I just started taking back my power. And there were a lot of things that actually got me to realizing that because I started taking back my power because of other things that were happening. But it's like, I just don't accept that they're all powerful. They're not freaking God. And we don't live in a world of darkness and evil. There's light and good here. So... How can I find that and connect to that? How come I got so trapped in this dark stuff where they're controlling my life and my mind and my thinking? There's got to be something wrong with that. There's a, a huge lie going on. They're making me believe that they're all powerful and that there's no hope and no light. And they're not. It's not that. That's not the truth. Okay. What is, what is your name? So much. Can I? Can I ask who this is? What is your name or what's your first name? Oh, uh, me? Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. I just it's kind of nice being like you know, in, uh, impersonal in a sense, you know, anonymous, yeah. Yeah, for now I feel cuz I'm new and I feel that that's okay, you know, cuz it's not who I am. But in a sense, what kind of what I'm experiencing that's important. Okay. Well, I just wanted to recognize you and say that I respect what you're saying and I appreciate it, and I uh, I understand how you feel. But and, there's the but, um, right? The, on on the, the on the other hand, I I I'm yeah, not I I'm not in that same place myself. So I just but it but I hear what you say, and I I think this is something other people feel too. I've heard it before, but um. I'm here to actually 
work on this problem and identify what's going on and try to articulate it for people who don't know so that they, when they come to this issue that they um, can hear about it and address it and we don't get isolated because we've been isolated. I think this issue has been isolated for decades and um, it's time that it gets past being isolated and it's time that people wake up and 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 deal with it because it's 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 really very powerful and it and it and it is and it is embedded in technology technology is what is facilitating it if we didn't have this technology this would not be happening and i also so, wanted to say that i've been told by very intelligent people that because everything is wireless and digital i'm talking to anonymous about our internet it can all be hacked. Yes. It's mean to find a place to go somewhere where your internet will not be bothered because it will never happen the way everything's yes. set up at this time. That's right. That's exactly right. I'm a technologist. I know. I, I, wonder, I, figured, I wonder why he isn't saying this. I mean, if he wasn't speaking again. Yes, I'm telling you, I have seen things. You, I mean, I understand how it works. I understand a lot more than a lot of people. I haven't heard anybody speak about what I know so far on all of these talk shows that I've listened to. And so I can tell you that it's far more complicated and far more, um, it's far more in detail than people have any idea and, and, and what they've tested and what they know and what's going on. And the whole technical space of what's happening is not something any one person could really probably comprehend at this time. So it's it's um it's way outside of even what EEF, you know, EFF, the Electronic Frontier Foundation is able to work with people on. I've contacted them. I've contacted the inter the intercept. I've driven all the way to New York City from Grand Junction to and back to try to tell people there in the nonprofits. I've been to Washington D.C. I've talked to all. I've met Thomas Drake. I met Michael German. I've talked to a lot of people about this, and I don't know anybody that's seen what I'm seeing. And it's because I worked in the field and I worked at starting up the internet. And so I, I, I have an understanding of some of these things, and I can tell you that it's, it's really tremendously frightening, and and it needs to be addressed, and people need to, it needs to be put out there in a way that people can hear this, because Snowden, he just, he was like a feather that came and fell on the top of a mountain. I mean, there's a huge amount of information here that we need to, people need to understand. It's, it's really beyond human understanding. It's now at an artificial level of intelligence that's a general artificial intelligence and and those kinds of people that are making those kinds of things are in silicon valley and they're deep in the deep state and and that's people that we need to be talking to and your and, googles and your microsoft and everybody so, they're all in on this so, it's very so I, obvious the connection between the government and all these people oh oh my goodness yes oh yes. i know just watch what they're doing. All you have to do is watch. You know, look at what's happening and watch what's happening. And it's so easy to put the pieces together. Are you still using using the Internet then, even though you know 
that it's being interfered with and you're being redirected and you're getting false information? Are you still trying to plow through it and figure it out and using it? Are you asking me, Andrea? I think both both of you are on the computer. I've just, my whole system is just destroyed. I can't be around cell phones or computers or anything. If I could at this point, I would take it with a grain of salt because, I mean, everybody I'm talking to is just, their computer is, is totally hacked. Yeah, well, my, I can't even get on my computer. I think that the reason why I finally had a, um, this revelation and insight into all this stuff is because I can't, my computer is so destroyed and compromised that I can't even get on. It doesn't work anymore, and it's just giving me a break from that. And it's because I've had this break that I, my mind isn't, like, so messed up with all this information and this fearful stuff coming in. That's that what I've Actually, I'm glad I can't get on a computer at this point. And I think it's somehow free, that's this solution. Time, I can't get a hold of any anybody in this group. You know, I can't get the emails. I don't know what's happening. But that's the only reason I You're right. Whole energy behind it, sitting in front of the screens, what's probably happening behind the screens with all the new computers. It it it's it's free not to have to be on it, to be honest. I agree. Well, my breakthrough, my that's what my breakthrough, like I said, came when I was you know, my computer broke down, I was not using it anymore. Because I was writing and researching and working on a book and I was just like so so mentally controlled by it and it just freed me. And, like, um, what I was trying to say before is that if you want to get on it to do a website and to use it, then trying to find an outlet that's cleaner seemed to me to be the solution. But otherwise, if you don't have to use it uh, because it's addictive, you get addicted to a lot of um, a certain type of energy that's coming out of it that's hooks you, and if you don't need to use it, then don't use it. We didn't have it, I, like, you know, like what, 15, 20 years ago? We didn't, we didn't have it like this. I wasn't so involved in it 20 years ago. I was doing other things. But the only problem is it's become so paramount, even in dealing with businesses and stuff. There's businesses. There's... there's um. 800 numbers that somebody will give me to order something, and they won't deal with you on the phone anymore. They only deal with you on the Internet. So I can't order from those people. So, you know, because the whole world is computerized, that part's difficult. You know, I'm just, I'm talking about the energy thing. The energy thing is great. But, you know, don't be fooled that this whole world isn't run by computers, because it is. There are communities and people that are not, and maybe it's a lifestyle change of simplifying, of going back to basics, because my understanding is that what's coming is going to be so huge for the whole planet where um, 
we're going to be uh, without so much stuff. So basically, we're going to be forced to go back to basics anyway. And a lot of us will be helpless and not know how to handle that because we've been so um, conditioned to depend on technology. You know, we don't know anything about, you know, how to deal with growing food or I'm just saying like the basic necessities in life we can't, we don't know how to just live uh, with them because we're so conditioned to having to have and having to do with this, you know, all the stuff that's going on in the contemporary world. But maybe the solution is to unplug and go back to a more simpler life. And you know how people are like friends, they have a million friends on Facebook? Well, maybe it's time to just, you know, in your life to look at the two friends or the one friend or the three friends that you have, the real friends, and know what real friendship is about. I'm just saying, like, maybe we got um, uh, suckered into thinking about the world in a certain way and thinking that we need to do this and to have that and to uh, have to be plugged into something in order to survive and, and get what we need. And maybe that's not really the truth. Maybe the truth is that we don't need all that stuff. Well, personally, I think it was all a setup to, for this whole control issue we're talking about of people. Because as soon as everything became digital and wireless, that's it. Every single thing you do can be hacked and watched. Not analog. Well, <clears throat> Am I right? Who's the person that worked at Microsoft? Yeah, this, is, it was this is Andrea again. I, I would like to step in for a m- moment here. I mean, these are common thoughts, and they're thoughts that everyone I think that's going through this has about how can I get away from this. And... Um, what we don't see is what is being planned and what has been planned and what is being done and by the people that are doing this. And it is so high-level technology that, um, you know, there's a big push by the government to, to become transhuman. And I know that's a hard concept to think about, but I think that, that, it, that it's happening and it's going to happen, and we can't stop that. And and if we do have some kind of event that's like an AMP that stops all of the electricity or whatever, it may be a restart button for becoming transhuman and the Internet just goes into our head at that point. I mean, people aren't really talking about this as a possibility, <laughs> but I think, I think, it's, I think it's possible. Human. Can you expand on the word transhuman? Tra- transhuman is is becoming electronically uh, connected to the net. We will become connected to the internet in our beings, and that's part of what this program of targeted individuals is about. It's connecting us up to the brain-computer interface that connects us to mind clones, which are our mind clones that are sitting on computers at the NSA. And that's what people aren't talking about, is that when we go through this program, we are actually being connected to a copy of our brains that's sitting on a server. And that is being controlled, and they can control us from that copy. And whatever they do in the copy, they can download back into us. 
And there's, there's a whole lot of technology that's going on that we don't know about, but this is part of what's happening. And they're experimenting to find out if human beings can take this and if they can control us through our mind clones. And so there's, there's a lot here that I don't really want to go into right now because I thought this call was actually going to be about organizing and trying to get this issue addressed. And, and so it's okay that we talk about these other things too, but I want to sort of bring the focus back to where we, I thought this call was going to, I would like to be part of the effort to get this exposed. And, and, and past the part about going back to basics, I think that's always a great thing. And it's good to, to keep your skill sets up in that other side in the analog world. But I think that the reality is, is they're going to push us into this whether we like it or not. And those that can't stand it, well, maybe they will be able to go off on their own and be okay, but maybe they'll just die. And that's what they're planning is just to get rid of anybody that isn't going to cooperate. I don't know, but I've seen three people die in my targeting. And so, you know, I I don't think that they're playing around with this stuff. I think they're really serious about it, and I, that's why I want to get it exposed so more people have a chance to weigh in on whether they want this to happen or not before it's too late. And I think we're at a very late stage of this game. I think the fact that we're able to talk about this and that it's starting to be exposed and other people are starting to know about it is that they're now starting to, to back off and allow people to start to have a say. I don't know, but that's that's my gut instinct. And so I think that um, I don't want to take up all the time of talking here. I just want to say, please put me on the list. I'd like to. Hello, can you hear me? Hey, what happened to that girl?
What happened is cut off everybody. That woman that was on, you could ask her if she would be a speaker for us one night. It was, she sounds like she'd be interesting. The first lady that came on, who was she and would she be a speaker for us one night? Hi, guys. That was Spencer. He's figuring out the boards. We'll have a little patience with him. I was enjoying the conversation. So we'll get it back going here in a minute. Spencer, can you hear me? He probably has me on mute. Uh, hi, Ella. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. So, uh, yeah, sometimes those buttons are a little tricky. Sometimes what the button says is not exactly what happens. So when it says next, this happened to me too when I first started manning the board, there will be a light up there and it will say next. And if you click on it, sometimes it just, at least under my name, it ends up blocking and muting everybody, although it's not supposed to do that. Okay, that's what happened a few seconds or a few minutes ago. I hit next in queue and yep. the uh, conversation was cut off. Um, so that's kind of counterintuitive there. It is. I agree with you. It's counterintuitive. I did that a few times. I did it two or three times when I first started. So, yeah. well, how do you? Um, I mean, uh, I guess this is kind of a boring technical, but like real quick, uh, how how do you know who wants to be unmuted, and what do you do? You just scroll down and select their icon individually. Have, you see how they have the little hand raised? Yeah, you just. Um, Tap, just tap on it, and we'll unmute. You did it for me, so, you, yeah, you just do it manually. Go down and um, just unmute them as they raise their hands, and some people are noise makers, or you'll get to know what states and which names might be questionable. But, yes, want to head on down to who was talking. It was a couple women having an in-depth conversation, and I know Lonnie jumped in. So, yeah, there's South. So click down or scroll down to South New York, and hopefully everything is showing up. So you want to un, um, so just put your cursor over the red like you did for me, and we'll unmute them. Okay. I think. There you. Yeah. It is counterintuitive. The first time I did, I had an anxiety attack when it happened. I'm like, oh my god, I just blocked everything. So. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Hi. You need some training or any kind of instruction. You know. One of us could spend some time with him. One of us has been doing this for a year or two. He should know how to mute or unmute before he ever starts doing this. Oh, he does. Just, oh, yeah, okay. he's, 
actually a very brilliant guy, and he's working. He, just, with he just asked how to unmute people, so obviously he didn't know. So I was just checking to see if you'd gone over basics with him. Yeah, no, Cody, I know. <laughs> he's actually done it. The problem is, and it happened with me too, Karen, that button up there says uh, unmute the next in line, and on my page, when you click it, it ends up blocking everybody. So it just makes you know it. What? I didn't even know there was a button up there that said that. I always look for the little number in the little blue bubble that had the number of the next person. Because there's yeah. a number, a queue number, like number one is the first one you want to unmute. So I yeah. didn't even know there was a button up there that did that. So you learned yeah. something there. Yeah. He knows how to do it. Just I think it just kind of threw him for a loop. Well, obviously I don't because I didn't know that button was there, so thanks. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> Yeah, it's not a good button. You know, I thought, oh, this is wonderful. I don't have to look for a number. I can just hit next in line. But And it works for some people if you have that button, but not for me. And he's under my number, so. Okay, so I think we got people unmuted. I don't hear anybody, though. There was a lady. There was a, Cal a lady from California. I think um, we lost the person that was talking, didn't we? I can find him. So, Spencer, go up to Andrea Metz. She's right. Um, it's kind of, even the way that it's laid out on the board is a little complicated. Um, there's the guests, and then you have, you know, Real Pirate Mikey, and you have them, and above, and under Wretched, who's a perp, by the way, um, just, uh, un, yeah, unmute Andrea Metz. Sorry, I was trying to text you those quietly, but... Uh, okay, I'm looking for her. Yeah. Uh, do you know that she's still on the call? Yeah, she is. She's still there. You'll see it says um, she actually used her name. And um, so it's just like five. Okay. Oh, you did it. Perfect. Yeah, and then Linda. I don't know if she wants to be unmuted or not, but usually unmute her. And there was a California friend of mine or a woman I speak to. I think it was who was on. Oh, there's Lonnie. If you scroll down, you got her. Yeah. Oh, hi. It's Lonnie. Hi. Just as I got unmuted, the call went off. So I didn't know what was going on. Okay. Are we back in action? Back in action. I got a bad button. It doesn't make sense on my board. So, you know, yeah, I need to fix that button. I was curious the other night, you know, when the call went off, uh, my phone, they started messing with my phone. So I wondered if it was a local as well as a, you know, as well as the talk to you problem. You know, I didn't know whether anyone else individually was having trouble with that across the country. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. I have not okay. I didn't experience that. Yeah. Um, I, wanted to, I just came on kind of late, and I was listening to what Anonymous said, and I love what she said there at the very end of one of her um, statements when she said, uh, these people are not God. They're not, the technology is not God. And I think we need to understand that there is a higher power there. And the Bible even talks about worshiping. If someone else was talking, too, we, we get too, um, too much enamored with what we are able to create ourselves. Now, um, I believe we need to fight it with technology. It's, it is technology, and we need to fight it with technology on one level. But at the same time, we need to recognize 
that there is a higher, much higher power than that. And I also agree with the other person, was that Andrea talking about transhumanism. That is such a thing that scientists are actually, mad scientists, I believe, are actually yeah. working on. They're yeah. trying to connect human beings with robots, and they're going to take the robot part and try to make human beings better, you know, quote, unquote, better. Even theologians have recognized that. And what they recognize with that is also that we reach a spiritual level that needs to be dealt with. So, and, and we've been saying that for years, that there's a spiritual level to this, because people who have dealt with this uh, thing for a long time have come up with that. There is something going on there. We do need to expand our our um, education and horizons, and I think we, boy, do we have a long way to go. I have a long way to go, the technology. But I also agree with um, Anonymous there on something else. When uh, high-tech stuff gets in my way, I go low, and I think it it just works better for me, whether it's shielding or whatever it is. I had a computer, you know, at home for a long time. I still have a computer, but which works just fine for creating uh, greeting cards and that sort of thing. I don't care about the Internet at home. So that's been my decision. But I do believe we get to a point to where we worship what we create. And that goes way back, hundreds of years. You can go back and read in Isaiah where it talks about how they used to take a, a block of wood and he would carve the block of wood and chop it up a little bit and make, uh, and he could make a, build a house out of it or a bench, and then he would make the shaft of a spear, or then he would do something else, and then he'd sit down and, and light a fire with it, you know, and he had a little piece over, and he would sit there and whittle something that looked like an animal or a man, put it on his shelf and bow down and worship it. Now, we do that, and it, it's exactly the same thing. That, and then in the New Testament, it says, Something about they they worshipped uh, created things, meaning things that they create. We've got to realize there's a much higher power, and I loved hearing her say that. I don't do this part, but I did love her hearing her say that. So that's all I can do. But Monty, think about this. You know how like all these men, you know, can play God with these toys. You know, this this technology is so advanced; it's like beyond comprehension to the typical person. They're like, well, we're the program. And so they're creating these machines that have feelings that can, they're quickly adapting, adjusting, or deft, and, you know, they can, and they're creative now. This is what's going on with AI. But they're like, you know, we're still, we're still men, and we're the ones programming it. Well, they have mind control technology built in. So if there's an AI machine, they can start controlling the programmers. So then who's in charge? I mean, it's just a thought, it's a far-off thought, but just something to think about. Well, it's real. If you read Revelation, that's from the tribulation, the great tribulation. That's almost exactly what happens during the great tribulation. Everybody who doesn't oh, bow yeah. down to the yeah. thing is killed. Okay. Why do they how do they know they're not worshiping this thing or, or worshiping or not worshiping it? That's because they know. They have the technology to do that today, to know what someone's thinking. We need to understand that. And not be around for the tribulation. <laughs> because I don't plan to be here. Yeah, but it's frightening to me that they're creating this technology. They already have it, this AI that is adapting and thinking and feeling and has mm-hmm. opinions and judgments and all that, you know, and, and then they they combine the technologies, which is already happening, you know, mm-hmm. and it's 
really scary. They've created a monster, you know. It is. I agree completely there. But that's where the bottom line is. Try to look at things from God's perspective. He created human beings. These people think they're God. They want to create their own little human beings, you know, to operate, I guess, just like them, mostly, which is a nightmare for me. But once somebody says, I'm going to be God and I'm going to create my own people, then I think that's the bottom line there. I think they've reached the end. They're jumping over the cliff. (laughs) And I believe God's going to put his foot down. And he's working, he's working, he's working. I said, no, we won't talk about this. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. oh, I, I did. Uh-huh. One last thing. I spent 50, 50 years without a God either. And it's possible. possible. Oh, you're out going. Yeah, I hear it. I hear me. Hear? Okay, it sounds good. I think it worked itself out. Okay. Wait. Bonnie, are you hearing echoing? I did. Not now. Okay, great. I don't know why. Well, I hope that anonymous comes back on the line and continues yeah. on. Okay. Andrea, she's unmuted. That anonymous was California because her voice sounds like someone I, I know. So, Spencer, have you, you kind of got back control? You got control of the board again? Yes, I got a good feel for it now, I think. Yeah, I knew you would. I should have warned you about that little button. I forgot to tell you that button is lying to you. (laughs) But you figured it out. It would be great if that button worked because, you know, what happens is, like, so we have other people on the call and everyone's raising their hand. You have to search for the next in line. So if that button, you know, worked, you wouldn't have to keep doing that, searching for the next in line. So that's unfortunate. That's kind of a yeah, that's yeah, weird. You, you say, say other moderators, moderators have that feature. There. When that starts to happen, um, I start, you know, blocking in a, or, you know, um, muting and unmuting, but I think it's just, it's Saturday night, you know. It's a Saturday night, perfect night, so it's a little different. I gotcha. You're not doing that now, so that's good. So, get back on. Um, Ella? Yes. Okay. Hi, Barbara. Uh, while there's this break, I know I've said this before, but, you know, anyway, I'm going to say it again. I have found that when they, the big they, are being involved with trying to influence you in your brain, by what Anonymous said, saying, you know, you have no power and all of that, um, that I can really tell the difference when, in two different ways. One, when that is happening, I don't hear words, but I feel the energy, so I get the words anyway. I don't have V2K where I can hear the words, but I do know that I'm being whispered to. I know that sounds a little weird. And when they say something negative like that, the way I know the difference is it comes on a lot stronger, more more powerful, more forceful is the word, more forceful than my regular thoughts would be, number one. 
And number two, with the little games like, oh, go to the window and look outside, and when you do, lo and behold, there's your neighbor who's always pulling weeds when you go to the window. Well, when when you get the thought, go to the window, it's not just a thought like you would get, go to the window, look outside, see if the sun's there. It's like you have to go to the window. Am I being clear? And I guess I just want to bring it out again because if you really pay attention there is a way to tell the difference between your thoughts and theirs. Yeah, but you're you're very astute. And just talking to you, even the first time I talked to you, we talked for like a couple hours possibly. Yeah. And you're very observant and you have a high level of awareness. And so if you can share that with people, maybe they can take that awareness and well, start and I think really that's, close attention. That's what my part is in this whole thing. That's, that's why, why I'm trying. trying. You know, sometimes it might go over heads. But this piece is really important, and I really feel if people just take a moment and sit and play with it, that that they can do this. I don't think I'm just so sensitive that, you know, nobody else can get this. I just don't believe that. So, anyway, I wanted to bring it up again. Well, thanks, Barbara. Maybe someone will start paying a little closer attention. And you said some to me once that I would like you to expand on, and I'm, you know, you threw it out in a sentence, and we were, you said something along the line that if you think in pictures and not words, that they can't get the information. Did you say that to me once? I did. I said it not too long ago. I might have said it a couple times because you may say something, and different people are on the call, or something triggers the thought. So. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to hear that. I'd like to hear, uh, uh, you know, that's real. So do you do that? I do. do in, and sometimes huh? I forget to do that, but it's good to think in visuals. And part of R&M is they try to keep you from visualizing as much as you do. And if you're a very artistic yeah. person, that's part of your nature. Absolutely. Thinking, you think thoughts and they're just black. There's not all the images that go with that's it. That's why I think that the words are so important to them. Yeah. And, and I agree. Um, when I knew this Justin, who I believe did not commit suicide, so I won't say he did, he was at the point where he said he uh, they made it so he absolutely couldn't visualize at all in the least. So that is a goal. There's, that's a point, because I need the words to know what you're thinking. Right. Right. So, yeah, I'll elaborate it more. I'm just a little distracted, but I, yeah, I'll go into that or, or I'll back it up with data because I did okay. read it too. Or, of course, you don't want to say how you're trying to do it because then you give them information. But no, I just I got oh I'm having a hard time speaking all of a sudden. I'm all shaking. So ah, well, then this must be important. That's the way I look at it. <laughs> yeah, like I'm shaking, like I'm freezing cold or something. It's really weird. Uh. Oh, they don't want me talking about it, apparently. Okay. I don't want you talking about it. This is a piece. I've never forgotten that sentence, and I've played with it a bit, and I go, gee, I wish I could do this more, you know, because in the morning I try and do things like I go, I have a little routine, and I say things for, like, help and just kind of set my day up, and it really does help me, but I use certain words. But I, when I, when use, I use, I get a text. Oh, oh, they got me, got me in. <laughs> Work it out. Okay. So I've been trying to think of what you say and try to visualize what I'm saying instead of saying the words, because as soon as I say the words, I get attacked. If I don't say the words, I don't. 
that the words trigger, because I do believe a lot of, a lot of this is automated. Just bear with the shaking. A lot of this is automated, and so certain words will trigger the automation, the pain. Absolutely. Really and especially is. people like us who maybe have a routine in the morning or say certain certain things, you know, spiritual certain things, whatever. <laughs> they got it. They got it nailed. It doesn't take them long. Yeah. Okay, are you both talking about the right and the left brain? Um, well, well, they say they say that's been debunked, but they say that the creative side is the right hemisphere, and that there might be truth to that. I mean, I've heard that my whole life, but um, I don't know. I well, believe that in a way, but thinking in pictures is is going to throw off the mechanics and the automation because they want words. It's, they need our thoughts to be words. They need the trigger words to start the automation. You know, it's very complicated, but it might make sense to some people. It may it I totally agree with that statement. It makes a lot of sense. And, and I'm a, uh, a right brain dominant person. Dr. Paul talked about balancing those two. And uh, he said that's, that's, that's healing when we balance both of them. We should be able to go from the verbal to the spatial to the verbal to the spatial. Um, without too much trouble, but I do. I, that's fascinating. Okay, so we think in pictures. I like it. Well, you I know that's how animals communicate. Yeah, dolphins especially. Dolphins can send pictures. Well, I guess I can talk about dolphins. Dolphins. Yeah, and dolphins and yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, so. that's what tele. That's how people telepathically communicate to each other. Naturally. Really. In the natural form, but you know what's happened is they take tech. Sorry, go ahead. You guys have to talk for a minute. <laughs> Obviously, I love it when you guys say it's happening to you, but that always tells me that this is something they, you know, this is a good piece here. <laughs> Where was I going? Because now I can't remember it. But it was good. We were talking. We were talking about animals and telepathic people, how they communicate more through pictures, yeah, visualization, than words. Something I hadn't even told you yet. Now I can't remember. Oh darn! It was important. Something I figured out. <laughs> oh, I hate when that. It'll come back. I hope. You know. Yeah, it usually does. It was about tricking the system, and I can't remember what it was. That thought's gone. Anyway. Besides visualization. Yeah, it was something different. It went off in a different tangent. Hold on. Let me see if I can recall. Link. Um, yeah, I should write this all down, you know, so someone else can even read it so I don't get shut down. Like maybe I can send it to a Spencer or something and he can attempt to read what I've discovered and what I've read and, you know, some of the things that I've done and the things I'm very aware of, too. This, um, just trying to, and if you're having a hard time visualizing, if you're, you know, mind-controlled and going through all this and have this, ugh, hold on, no. Um, yeah, I will just try to write it down when I when I'm not trying to communicate it. So, um, and that way, someone I can read it or someone else can read it, and kind of I'll just keep all those inf- bits of information and write them down and share them. So, or have Spencer or someone else share them for me since I'm having difficulty communicating it. But you guys got the gist of it. I try to use Im- images. And, and I totally agree. I was going in the same direction as well. Definitely. Yeah, I wonder what would happen if they have us all hooked up to English and we knew a different language like French. 
Because they have to start all over again if we start thinking in French. Well, try that the other day. Someone said, let's speak a different language. So I'm laying in bed, and I go, okay, I'm going to think some Swedish thoughts. Damn it, they answered in Swedish. Oh, no. Oh, you have V2K, do you? You hear you hear the words? Yep. I, because, you oh. know, you can... Oh, yes. <laughs> okay, this, okay, this anything Google, Google you, you know this app can do. You can go to Google, hit a button, translate. You know, yeah. if, if Google can do it, you know this... Yeah. Billion oh. billion dollar technology can do that, and you know once it's programmed in there. So it depends on you know what kind of. Program. Was a good try, Ella. What? Was a good try. Yes, and so, uh, but you know, honestly, just look at images and you know take in an image without thinking of the word, you know, and um, you know really, really. Um, just study, like look at a tree and look at the tree very thoroughly without thinking it. Or think of a, a person when you're when you are thinking think of, when you're thinking of a conversation you had. Think of how the person looks or something you were looking at while you were talking to the person. You know, I mean, I don't it's even amazing know. when you do that. How fast when you look at a tree, the word tree comes. Yep, comes very fast. It must take a, a huge effort if you're doing that on a regular basis. Yeah, it does take effort. But I just knew all of a sudden it, it dawned on me that, you know, that I was struggling. But I wasn't such, such a, um, you know, I was, I felt, I was really out of it for a while. And um, and I just noticed that the visuals were not there. And then I read it in one of the books, you know, one of the books that I read. And I was like, oh, my God, that is it. So, mm, yeah. Hi. Hi. I was I called had to redial twice and I kept trying to get back on and I just got um unmuted. <laughs> but um Good. I I wanted to share something and I'm gonna try to um um say it in a way that you know, you can understand because it was an like a spiritual experience that I had where I made uh, this connection to my divinity is what I call, and it was like an, an awakening experience, and all of a sudden I could write poetry, and I am an artist, but I could actually see in images, and what I felt was that I really connected to my soul, and I think that that's um, what happens when we start to think in images is that we're we're not thinking with our human brain and intellect, but we're actually communicating through our soul senses. And um, the experiences that I've had when I have um, been um, uh, mentally attacked or in, in, an imposition has happened where someone has forcibly entered my mind and I hear something um, where I see something, it's always very gross. It's not doesn't have the subtle beauty and the, these this is beautiful nuance that the, the soulful senses have. It's it's always like just like being hit over the head with a hammer. The, mm-hmm. It's loud words and almost like this gross tone. And then if an image comes in, it's just like it flashes like grotesquely. And um, it's because it's. And someone someone said something to me. A counselor said to me that 
they are communicating, um, imposing on us psychically through their technology. And when he said that, it was like, yes, I knew that was true. Well, everything that they're doing, they're doing it psychically. And everything that we get through our higher uh, senses, through, through God, if you want to use that word, comes in through the soul. They can't get into the soul. They can't touch it, communicate with it. And so that's why they try to uh, wipe it out, like they try to steal your soul and all the stuff that they do. But actually what they're doing is um, blocking it. I, I, can, I can see that. I can I can understand totally what you're saying. Which I'm going to throw yeah, out I knew works, one guy, the same guy that I was just telling you about. He was so good at wording how he saw and what he felt. He said that one of the most impressive things they did for him is one time they said, well, look what we can do. And in his mind eye, they showed him a man having sex, his next door neighbor having sex. Understand what I'm saying? They put that picture, that reality, in his mind's eye. He saw it. It's all man-made. It's the same way that when someone psychically attacks you, they're doing the same thing. It's the human mind to the human mind. It's mental. It's psychic. It's very low-level stuff, and that's why it's so harmful and grotesque and painful and why it feels like, like it's, like it's an assault on you because that's exactly what it is. They're forcefully entering your mind Absolutely. and raping you mentally. Right. I, I agree with, with the psychic attacks. I've, I've kind of felt they were psychic attacks, a lot of them. And so my understanding, too, from, uh, you know, the people I've spoken to, my own experience and stuff, is that... Um, this is why a lot of them are just very um, learned in the occult practices, witchcraft, voodoo, and all that. Um, that's really a, the foundation of a lot of that stuff. You know, they, they work with black magic and stuff like that because that's what it is. It's, it's mental suggestion, hypnotism, mind control. You know, they are sending thoughts and they find ways to uh, accumulate uh, psychic energy and to send a thought the uh, the uh, shamans uh, and the Toltec shamans call it like um, you're gathering gathering power, you're gathering energy. You're 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 learning how to accumulate enough energetic and psychic power so that you can forcefully send something so that it will go in to someone's psyche um, and and affect them. And you right. break through their willpower. So but, one but of the ways anybody, that, any of us can do that. You know that. When they did the yes. remote screen with the government, they picked regular Joes. They didn't pick people who had psychic abilities, and they trained them. So we all have this ability to do this. And what, you know, what I learned was one of the biggest lessons I had in my life that taught me not to go there anymore <laughs> is that... Uh, uh, how how far are you willing to go in these practices? There's a certain level that, like, people of integrity will, won't do something. People of consciousness will not um, overrun anybody, enter their psyche, try to control them, 
uh, abuse them and do all the stuff that they do. So you cannot fight them at that level because they will always be willing to go the extra mile to do something very devious and harmful that we're not willing to do. I that yesterday. Yeah, and now hey. they have, they've developed, that's why they've developed the technology to use the technology in that way. No good person would ever think of creating something to use in such a horrible way. Yeah, and they, like somebody that, said to me the other day, you know, you're so powerful, you can battle this back. And I thought well, about it, and I thought I can't do that. Yeah, exactly. This is a battle. This is if somebody came at you with a sword, would you just let them run it through your body? But I'm like... For some reason, maybe that's why they're all they're doing us kinds of people. I can't do it. I can't turn around and use a power or whatever to hurt someone else like that. And I think that that's because um, the truth is that that's not the way to beat it. Right. The way to beat it is to rise above it. And um, and there's a whole system of, of practices that teach that and that to show you how to do that. But the biggest mistake good people do is that they try to fight it. And they're going to lose because you will never be able to do the things that they're willing to do. We're not made up that way. Not only that, and now, this is we don't use technology. I, I can't say this is the truth. But when I battle something, anything, let's say I just went through court and my mom died, you know, the energy that I'm living in when I battle something just about kills me. Yep. So I've learned battling is just not healthy. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not healthy for me. You know, that's just been my experience. But this is a, this is a, a very interesting conversation. I'm glad to have this because there's just not many people I can have this with. And I think about it a lot, and I see it, and I'm, I'm very aware of energetically of what's going on. And, uh, and, and the other thing about that arena that they're going into, that, that psychic... By the way, what they're doing is what a lot of healers do when they do long-distance healing. They're using that same kind of visualization energy, but they're doing it for something good. That's how white people can heal long distance. Um, but what was I going to say? I'm like Ella, gone. Okay, uh, can I just add something very quickly while you're thinking? You're oh, that's okay. About- Go ahead. You could change the okay. subject. I was just kind of glad to I'm hear. Not, I'm not changing the subject. You were talking about the battle. That when yeah. you battle, then you lose. Okay, that really not that I lose. Well, I lose energetically. I lose. I get sick. You know, and just about the energy of the battle between the two people is unhealthy for me. What I was going to say is, if you'll read Ephesians chapter six, start with verse ten and read. It tells you who the battle. Uh, it, it's it's not our battle. It's God. We let Him do it. We turn it over to Him. But yes. we also, yes. we use faith, yes. we use salvation, we use, uh, he gives us all the, the symbolically armor that we're supposed to use. And the one, um, the one offensive weapon we use is the word of God. He says that. It's his, it's his battle, not ours, between good and evil. That's all. You know, Sorry. your story reminds me of, and I'm, you know, I'm, I don't even have a Bible. I'm not, you know. 
everybody to their own little religion thing. But it reminds me of somebody, somebody said to me once, if you want to win the lottery, you have to buy a ticket. <laughs> and when you buy the like ticket, you know, in this arena, you know, it's like, how far, yes. how far can you go? I mean, sometimes I wonder, does that mean if somebody comes at me with a sword, I'm just going to stand there? You know, I've never, I've never been faced with that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I do feel we have to do something in a circumstance like that. So it's, I think it's tricky. It is. When you when you think about okay, when you think about the way that they um, try to constantly trigger you, try to constantly get you to react, right. try to get to set you up so that right. then you they will have um, um, the uh, the right to imprison you, put you in a mental institution that you will live up to their. Um, uh, what they're saying that you're crazy, they set you up constantly, and it's because when you when they get you to fight them, you've lost and they've won because that's what they're trying to do. So then you have to think, then how do I handle this? Right. And that's an the question. That's the question. <laughs> what I'm saying is that when you start to ask questions like that, if you're blocked in in all ways, and how do you handle this? And especially since they want you to believe that they are all powerful godlike when you start to say no you're not right. god is god and you are not that and then you turn to something else then change starts to happen because you become still you you get to a place of peace and in that peacefulness, they can't touch you, and all their efforts start to become nullified. And that's why they do not want you to have peace of mind, to be quiet. They keep your, your mind constantly active. They keep you fearful. They keep you in a place where you can't sleep, where uh, you are constantly being bombarded with stuff. Because if you're able to get to a place where you're at peace, and you're not afraid, and you can actually make your connection to your divinity and allow that energy to come in and shift the situation, then they, they don't even, they cease to exist. That's okay, how powerful that you. is. I, but I have not been able to stop them totally from attacking, have you? Well, this is the thing, is that um, I actually did it. One time I did it, um, I did it to the point where um, the next day, and I didn't even know because I was training. I was going through this particular spiritual training. For one year, I stepped outside of, of, of the world, and I made a commitment that I wanted to be in a certain place. I wanted to make that connection, and I put all my energy and effort into a 100% commitment, one year of quiet peace and pray and meditation, and I made that connection. And as soon as I made that connection, I, I had an attack, an assault like you wouldn't believe. Oh, and I was, able to, I was able to handle it because I had already developed that level of consciousness of, of peace and quietness and fearlessness and stillness. It came and it knocked me about and it yelled at me and it throws me images and it did all this. 
And I just kept being still and acknowledging that it had no power and only God was the truth and only God is power. And I didn't do anything else. Just being quiet and allowing that thing called God to come in and just handle it. This is not my fight. I'm still, and this divinity comes in, this light, this beauty, this grace, this all-power, all-knowing intelligence comes in, and it knows how to handle it. It handles it, and it's done, and it actually worked. And then, so that assault came in. But then the next day, because of my, I didn't really know this. It's, oh, this happened. This happened actually 15 years ago. It's only this year that I realized I was a targeted individual and in what was going on. But I did it because of my innocence and in all this, you know. And the next day, um, this man came up to me and he said to me, he wanted was like trying to ask me questions and kind of hovering around me. I didn't know who the hell he was. And he said, well, you know, how did you do it? How did, and I, I knew what he was talking about. Wow. And, I, and I told him. And that night, um, I got slammed. I don't know what they did. Oh, you gave him some information, huh? Yeah. He, he, uh, he saw, like, Samson with the long hair and Delilah cut it off. And then, I don't know if you know that story, and then he was able to get um, uh, uh, killed. But it's like, uh, for me, I, I did that. But it was because um, I just... When I think back on it, it was because um, I, I wasn't even expecting it. I just, like, I had fought the battle the night before, and I was just, like, not, I wasn't, I was, like, doing housework or something, and then it just, it just came up from behind me and just slammed me, and I've been trying to get back on my feet ever since. But the thing wow. is, is that before I was innocent, before I had... Uh, I had my heart was open, and um, and I had something else, but I didn't have the wisdom piece, and it has taken me all these years to um, garner wisdom, and then to uh, an understanding and and real compassion, and um, I'm now seeing. I think before, if I had been shown the, the, what, the truth of what this all is and the way it looks and what's going on, it would have killed me because it's, it's really awful what we're going through and what's happening. The ugliness, the evilness, the darkness, right? And I think it would have killed me. And so it has taken me years to build up the strength, the, the, the wisdom, and the understanding, and the courage to confront this face-to-face, see it what it is, and then bring back all that I, I the pro, spiritual practice and all that, and to use that. And that's what, where I'm at right now. And so I you, spoke of every one, people. What do I you spoke think of, that one piece was or that one thing you said that I didn't have wisdom. The end, huh? I did not have wisdom. I was, I was, uh, I was like in my maidenhood. I was no, no, young I know that. and innocent. I, you told him something. What I know, I told him what I what I was doing, and so then he was able to um, counteract it, to sneak up uh, on me, you know, because I wasn't. Was, something was missing. Yeah, hmm. and so like um, I I didn't even know what was going on, and I like I said, it wasn't it wasn't until this year that I 
uh, even learned about being a targeted individual. And I have to tell you that um, I have been through hell and back, and I, I just could never understand. It, I didn't have the word for it. And once I, someone said, targeted individual, gang stalking, look it up, I was amazed. And I said, and it was like, this is what it is. So it was like just information, understanding and all this, you know, because, see, I, I don't believe that, um, well, I don't believe. My understanding is that um, you come into the world and, you know, you have a certain amount of, of, you're innocent, you come into the world and then all this all this stuff happens and we are, we have to know the truth without blocking it, coloring it, denying it, to just see it for what it is and then know that it is not. And to get to that place, you have to be tested and tempered and go through a lot of stuff and then you have to have that under your belt. You have to experience it. No one, you try to tell people about um, gang stalking and being a targeted individual, you realize if they're not experiencing it, they just don't get it. And these are people, some of them, they love you and they know you, and then all of a sudden they start to think you're crazy. They don't believe you because they just can't understand if you don't. Ex- so there are some things, many things in life that you don't garner the wisdom from them unless you experience them and see it, and you just, you just stand strong in the face of it and see like the witch in the Wizard of Oz where they threw water on her and she melted. She was nothing. You know, it's kind of like that. But it's, 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 um, it's just something that you come to a point and you start to ask and you start to turn from the, from the, the, the lies. They're, they're liars. They just lie about everything. How do we know for sure? We're not seeing this stuff. We don't know really. It's like all the stuff that we're learning from reading, research, well, but to actually know that there's that stuff out there and to the extent of, of the technology and all that, to, we don't really know for sure, you know. When you start to like start to question their power and the, the, the truth about all that you've been said and when you start to say, well, there has to be something more, there has to be a way of handling this because if I fight them, it's not working. So there has to be something. And then when you start to, to, to question that and ask for truth, you start to turn. Something happens in you that you start to turn towards the truth. And then you start getting like this information and this ways that you can bring that truth in. But nobody can help you with that. Until you start to ask the right questions, um, nobody can turn you. It has to be your divinity, your higher self, your God connection, your soul God that starts to awaken and it starts to turn you, but it's not really going to happen until something in you starts to ask for it. So for a lot of people who want to find maybe another way of handling this situation where you're not fighting evil, you know, fighting this darkness, um, where, where you want to find a way of just really stopping it and, and like, for real or, or, or finding truth, I'm just saying that I think that when you really get to a place where you want to you just stop fighting it and say there has to be another way and what is really the truth here, then then answers start coming in. But you have to ask and you have to want it. And they can I, do yeah, everything in their 
Yeah, even if you find it like you did, they really do everything in their power to try and prove to you that what you've just asked for and what you've just learned that could possibly help you, sorry, kids, it won't help you at all. They will do their damnedest to turn that around right away. Yeah, but you can't, you can't buy it. You can't buy it. No, it's another one of their lies. Oh, they will go out of their way immediately to prove that. And you'll think, oh, maybe I was wrong. You know, you can't do that. But the but the the natural thing is to think, oh, okay, well, I guess I didn't get it. I guess I'm not so powerful. I guess I have to keep going. That's not the answer kind of a thing. I guess you know? that's, that's where the wisdom comes in because after trial and error, because they, they, there's um, always, there's, there's this, this, this knowledge that you are going to be put through hell because uh, you have to know the truth and uh, you have to learn the ins and outs of it, but you will get there. It's guaranteed that you will get there because it's not really you that's getting there. There's something in you. There is the God in you that's taking you there and leading you, and your, your I guess you could call it your redemption, salvation, or whatever has already been guaranteed. So you just have to um, just stay with it and not buy the lies, not get hooked. And if you do and you get knocked down, hey, we know. You get back up again, and then you learn. It's like, ah, yeah. I do take me that one thing out. I just feel like I have to do it because this happens a lot on the calls. A lot of people on this call, and I just want to make sure that, you know, I'm not a Christian, but there are a lot of Christians on this call, and there's a lot of words of God and this and that. And I just want to be clear that everybody doesn't think that way, and it gets, you know, there's pro- there could be new agers on here. There could be tons of people who do not believe in God on this phone call. And so I guess I just want to say that everybody has to find whatever that piece is that you're calling God within themselves, the power within themselves. could be God. Well, it, could be Buddha, it could be anything. It could be a, a blade of grass. It doesn't Well, that's what I was trying matter. to say. Yeah. That's what I was, the way that I was trying to that you notice I didn't bring up Jesus. You, and, and, you, and, and, and you do. And then when I God. spoke of when I spoke of God, I I said if you want to call it God, but whatever it is, but it's not going to change until you stop fighting them and start asking different questions, and then you know I just realized start, what it is change, about change me. starts to happen. I don't want to interrupt, but I just realized what it is about the fighting energy. When you fight them, you have just given all that fighting. Fighting energy is very strong. It's very powerful fighting energy. And what, when you fight them, you have just given them more energy. Yes. That's what it is. Yes. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, you're <clears throat> feeding them. Because that's why you're feeding them. Oh, you are yo, oh, feeding yes, them yes, your yes, health you energy, it. and you're just expanding their energy Ten times fold. Because they feed off of it. Because that is something I also learned. You're absolutely right because they need that to survive. They gather energy in the way that shamans gather energy or anybody who works. They gather energy to get power to do the stuff they do to direct energy. They need to gather energy. Right. No, I agree. You know, I had a kid, leave it or one, he was like 18 years old, say something to me once. I guess I was pretty new agey at the time. 
And I said something like, he's going to make me something that kind of was for protection. And I said, well, just put love in it. That'll that'll do it. If you just put love in this little item, then all my problems are solved. I go around, and if people get angry, you know. And he says, I was going to say my name there for a minute, but he says, Sally will just say that. It's all about balance. I said, but love, love conquers all. He says, it's all about balance. If I put something in there and it's love and you run into somebody who's got a lot more anger than the love that's in that necklace, that anger will take over. And I have never, ever forgotten that. It really made me stop and rethink all the things that I've been thinking. It is that's what I was saying. That's what I was trying to say because I had love. My heart opened. I got to that level, but I was still, I was young and innocent and inexperienced, and I hadn't reached a certain level of spiritual maturity, and that's how I got taken down. But I've garnered a wisdom now and experience, and with um, compassion also, because this loving and compassion don't necessarily also work. I think you have to be mature to develop compassion, you know. You've been there, you see it, you understand, you know. When you're young and, and you're innocent and you love and, oh, my God, I just think of all the loving, beautiful children who have been molested and abused. They're innocent. They've taken advantage of, you know. So you need to be balanced. There's like three things that we need to have. It's the the love, the wisdom, and then there's something else. That I, I don't know why I can't think of it. But wait, got to have the three of them. He wasn't talking about balance within the person. He was talking about balance in the world, balance in the environment, balance in in the energy field around you, your house. He was basically saying, you know, and I believe this now, love does not conquer all. Love has lost, you know, and I know this. But so he was saying it's all about balance. If you have a strong, strong negativity coming, you know, in, in the arena and there's not a love enough to balance it, it will take over. And that's what I'm talking about. Well, yeah. Yeah. I, it's, it's, I think that it is, um, it is balance in the universe, balance on this planet, balance within the country, the community, and the, within the person, you know, it's, balance it's like a um a uh, fractal it's right. the the it's it's throughout the universe it has to be the same kind of balance you know but yeah. i was thinking too that um yeah it's not enough the the to be uh, good and innocent and then the loss right um it, because it's like that it's, wisdom is a very important piece and wisdom too like the um uh, there is a craftiness and a wisdom to, to darkness too. And if you're not um, um, as wise, wiser, you, you will be overcome. You've got to be balanced, right. you know, and, and strong in that way. Yeah. Like in the Garden of Eden, if you want to, you know, look at it in that way, uh, Eve, our our ancestor there, she was taken down. He He was so cunning and crafty. Anytime that I have really gotten, oh, what I'm trying to say is that that's how I got taken down when that that man came the next day and was very uh, cunningly asking me and getting, you know, the um, information out of me and then used it against me. And I was too stupid. I didn't know not to tell him that, right? Like I didn't know 
not to let the man, when I was little, I didn't get sexually abused uh, because I was able to escape, but some, don't take candy from a stranger. Here's what I did. <laughs> are we hogging this call? I haven't heard anybody else speak. This. Are we hogging this call? No, because people will talk if they want to. Okay, well, maybe they want to change the subject or something or say something. I don't want to change the subject, but I would like to know if Karen's still on the call. Who was on the call? Uh, Karen. Karen, I don't know. No, Karen. Karen, let me see. Yeah. Yep, she's here. Okay, I just wanted to ask her. I called in through her Bible call today, and it wasn't there. I'm sorry she didn't do it. Hope you'll get this Saturday. <laughs> That's all. She can hear you. She's in the chat. Okay, thanks. Oh, hi, uh, Lonnie. I was muted. Sorry, I muted myself. Sorry, I um, <clears throat> I made the announcement last night at the last minute that I had to cancel because I forgot it was my birthday today and my daughter was coming to take me to lunch. Oh, it's your birthday. Happy birthday. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Right. We okay. try not to make note of those things at this age, you know. <laughs> Just pretend it's going the other way. Yeah, I do. Actually, I do. Mm-hmm. Oh, I look in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I look, you know, I look in the mirror and I see my mom. <laughs> I see my grandma. I see my grandma. Oh, mirror. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, she. Uh, I. She. I look worse than she did. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you are planning. You're planning to do it regularly. I am. I am. I was going to do it faithfully. I just, I forgot about that. And at the last minute last night, I said, oh, wait a minute, you guys, I'm so sorry. I forgot it was my birthday and people went. I put it on the chat. I should have said it on the call. I forgot about some of you that don't do the chat. I should have. I wasn't talking. I was just chatting. So I'll do that out loud next time if I cancel again. I'm sorry, Lonnie. It's okay. I'm glad you started again because I do enjoy it. Yeah, I really enjoyed it last time, too. That was fun. We uh, kind of skipped around, but, I mean, I'm not very organized. Sorry about that, but I'm kind of open to a lot of different things and going in the direction that the Spirit takes us <laughs> kind of thing. So it's fun. Thanks. Okay, thank you. So whoever else was talking on this call, you can go right ahead. It's fine with us. We're just listening. Spencer, are you there? Yeah, I just... Hi, this is Melinda. Um, I've been waiting. I was unmuted and then muted again. Um, Apropos of what the conversation is about, I do want to remind you of a very special video on YouTube. It's 10 minutes. It's called, Why Can't David Icke be taken out. Now, David Icke is a speaker who's been uh, on our cause, a lot of causes uh, in our ilk for about 25, 26 years, and they laughed at him initially, and he couldn't fill a conference room at a hotel, and now they're turning people away from his um, speaking speeches, speakings, and, and seminars uh, at Wembley. Um, so he's really caught on and people are catching on and becoming enlightened. And anyway, you would think with some of the things he's revealed that he would have been shot or taken out a long time ago. And they say, why can't David Icke be taken out? And he has the most amazing philosophy 
which is not quite what we've been talking about, but of the ilk of frequencies. And he has learned how to absolutely disengage from fear. He'll walk by himself in a crowd on a stage alone. He doesn't have bodyguards. He said the people who have bodyguards and who fear they're going to be assassinated are going to be assassinated. He says you have to do something else to get out of their sight. And what you have to do is change your frequency. Now, I'm a big frequency frequency freak because I think they really, really work. And if you can get into a higher frequency, you can walk along the street or you can be in your home and they won't see you. They'll see you physically, but they can't aim anything at you because your frequency has changed and frequency has not. So they just you know, you're not hurt. It's called Why Can't David Icke Be Taken Out? And it's 10 minutes. I mean, I wish we could play it on the call now. It's just, it's really quite remarkable. He has, he's such a wonderful philosophy and and feeling about how you can do it yourself. Of course, I always say with God's help. Uh, But, since some people don't want to acknowledge uh, the God as we talk about him, this is certainly one way with the frequencies of the universe to lift yourself above so that, so that nothing hits you because of frequency, that they, a, a low beam frequency, let's say, come and misses you because you're just so far above it. They're going to hit you. It doesn't matter what your frequency is. Well, okay, fine. Okay, fine. So David Icke has spoken out in favor of, or he supported targeted individual uh, causes in the past? Is it, I'm just asking. I'm sorry, what did you say? Does he support targeted individuals and acknowledge their existence? Not per se. Um, but he talks about the big culling and how the elites want to kill, you know, the population and what they're doing and all the uh, poisons they're putting into our lives. Okay, yeah. Um, I haven't dug too much into his works, and I'm glad that you bring it up because he's often mocked by the mainstream, and uh, that's usually a good sign because that means he struck a, a nerve. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I take his... I know a little about what he said. Basically, he says there's a reptilian people out there. And I take that to be a metaphor for the people that had been corrupted by the power elite using this uh, electromagnetic weaponry. So the people yeah, who it, it's been both figurative and literal. Yeah, it's both figurative and literal. Yeah, well, uh, but that's, that's not what I dwell on with him, although I know it and I have his books. Uh, the big secret is really one that will blow your mind. Uh, but just some of his philosophy on how to handle the corruption in this universe uh, to me speaks to me. And that's well, why I recommend it. It's like an old saying that uh, someone reminded me of recently. No matter how good-willed you may be or pure of heart, it's always good to have a little bit of devil in your pocket. So you'll know when the bad things are surround when you'll you'll 
You know what I mean? You'll have that knowledge. Yeah, I, I, um, I, I'd love to play that now and just put the phone up to the speakers because it's only ten minutes. But he just, he, you know, he obviously has come to terms with this because he's a very vulnerable uh, person. He's just blown the cover of most people, and he mentions names like crazy and pedophilia rings and all this other stuff that's going on. Which well, is a lot, the background what, to a lot of what he could be doing is possibly, you know, they use fear. They love fear for some reason. They just, they use Well, that's it. right. He lifts himself above yeah, the so fear. Yeah, so if he is, talk about changing his frequency, just the fact that he's letting go of fear is, mm-hmm. is a lot. Well, that's what, what it's all about. Fear and love. Those are the two And fear, fear really is the killer. It is and the that, killer. Uh, and and, but, our, know, and and our purpose, this is they thrive on fear. Yeah, yeah. So he lifts himself above it, and he said they can aim stuff at you. They see the the figure there, but it will never, it will not hit you. And now you really have to be committed to that frequency. I mean, you can't say, well, gee, what if, what if it doesn't work? You can't ever let that thought enter your mind. Uh, one thing, I'll give you one little hint. And this works all the time. I know it's hard to believe. If I have to go to Beverly Hills, because you know Beverly Hills, I grew up in Beverly Hills when it was a village. Now it's a zoo. I mean, it's just crowded and no parking and expensive if you do go to a a parking lot. And I always say, well, gee, I have to go to Gucci today and I want a place pretty close right out in front. That's it. Nope. That's it. No question about, well, what if I don't get one? Nope. Nope. You never question what you need. So you go to Beverly Hills, and boy, sure enough, somebody's pulling out, or there's one just sitting there, and I pull right in. Every time, not Gucci, but whatever, wherever you need to go, that is a difficult logistical situation with parking. If you say that, say that commit yourself to that, and that, don't, doubt don't doubt it, it works. It works. And that's that the same, same thing with committing, committing yourself, yourself to, a, to a, the higher, higher frequency, frequency and never, and never doubt it. Thanks for the echo and the reiteration of those, of those important points. points. Hello, is anybody left? Hello. I was just waiting for the echo to I'm go here. away. Just waiting yeah, for yeah, my yeah, internet. internet has just stopped just talking. Working. That's it. I love it I love when they do that. I want to ask a question. Just mute, just mute everybody and start over. Oh, Jesus, here we go again. Okay, uh, is it? Do y'all still hear the echo? Not no. when you speak. When Linda no. speaks, we hear it. I, I, I've got a good connection. I've got a good connection. I'm in the Balkans. I'm in Eastern Europe. I'm down here in Serbia, in Eastern Europe, and I can hear you fine. So it's somebody well, listening in. Uh, this is Brian Stu in Eastern Europe. I'm in Eastern Europe. I'm down here in the Balkans in Serbia. Uh, hi, Brian. Hi, how are you? Good. How are Actually, you? I'm, uh, I'm in the airport right now in, in Serbia and Belgrade in the capital. Uh, in the Balkans, it's... Um, just above Greece, not not too far above Greece. Anyway, I'm fl- flying into Abu Dhabi in the Middle East, and then I'm flying on to uh, China uh, from there. 
So right now I'm still in Europe. Has anything ever let up or break up or change at all, or is it pretty much continuous and the same throughout Eastern Europe? No, Ecuador. Ecuador is it's safe. A lot of targeted individuals heading down there already. There were, there were people, there were TIs down there before I got there. They they tortured me brutally, but there are TIs there, and, and everything stopped except, except the directed energy attacks. When I was there, there was nothing else happening except the directed energy attack. So you know they know the Ecuadorians are watching, and they know the Ecuadorians are, are allies with the Russians and the Chinese, etc. So they have they're real careful in Ecuador. So if you you know. Um, Ecuador is safe, except you can't escape. You can't escape the attacks. Have you been to Iceland? Yeah, I was in Iceland. Uh, it was my first stop. I oh, and it didn't go well there, because I kind of hear it. It didn't go well, huh? No, it, it didn't go well. Uh, well, I oh. mean, uh, you know, the, the uh, I I just was brutally tortured. Uh, so, um, yeah, there was no gang stalking there or anything like that. But I was brutally, brutally tortured in Iceland. There was no, and then I tried Switzerland. I applied for asylum in Switzerland, and I was there in the asylum camp for a month in Switzerland, and and, and there was gang stalking going on in in, in Switzerland, and it plus the direct energy attacks. So that's Iceland and Switzerland are just, if they won't help you, nobody in Europe will. I know. I hear Iceland's it. Forget it. Nothing else. Iceland's about the best stand. In Europe, yeah, but uh, again, the Americans, uh, you know, everything is, this is CIA, this is DOD, this is DOD. Uh, so, uh, you know, you throw out all that, uh, you know, uh, your, your understanding of, you know, of neutrality and, and humanitarian protection and the asylum process helping you, it's not going to help you at all. Uh, you got to get to places like Ecuador. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Uh, so, We're here. So I'm. We're here. I'm still. I'm still in. Uh, wait. I'm waiting on my plane. I just flew in yesterday. Uh, on Air Serbia, and um, yeah, they're using mobile platforms. It's all. It's all tower satellites and mobile platforms. So if they can't get you by tower and satellite, they'll get you by mobile platform. So I still um, hear that echo. No I have the echo. That's very uh, annoying. Anyone else? Yeah, it's coming from his side, though, I think. Coming from my side? Yeah, when you talk, it echoes. When we talk, it is right now. I'll, I'll hang up and call back. You guys there? I'm here. Hold on just a second, guys. I'll be right back to you guys, too.
Hi, guys. Is everyone still here? I'm here. Nope. here. Okay. Spencer, yes, are you there? I'm not, I'm, yeah, I'm not hearing an echo anymore. It seemed to uh, resolve itself. Oh, he's um, going to get off and get back on again. Yeah. yeah, but it started before I unmuted him, so I'm not oh. sure what caused it. Maybe someone had uh, their speaker just uh, looping on their computer uh, with their mic. Um, I don't know. But uh, I guess the best way to resolve that is just to unmute everyone and have the uh, the people talking to uh, Star 8 if it gets really bad. So I wasn't hearing an echo. Uh, Ella, did you hear me? I can hear you. Okay. Uh, I guess she stepped away. Um, Okay, well, um, let's see if Brian's back. Uh, Okay, I'm going to unmute some people now. And here's James and um, Brian and Arizona and California. Um, Anyway, uh, this is Brian. I'm back. Uh, It wasn't me. I'm just calling on Skype. I'm not using the internet for talk show at all. Um, but uh, I wanted to talk about what, what they're doing with regard to response. Um, what, what they're doing is um, what they're doing is they're constantly trying to force you into a never-ending set or series of responses or counter moves to everything they're doing to you, because that's the only way that they can establish a coherent pattern of thought. What they're doing is they're, they're, they're every time you you you're you're tied to as soon as you're targeted with this technology, they move in next to you and they obtain your digital brainwave imprint, uh, a digital copy of your brainwave signature. And then they upload that digital copy of your brainwave signature to their supercomputer, and then they tie you to that supercomputer for life by way of a bidirectional stream of electromagnetic low-frequency waves called the information and injection feedback loop. This information and injection feedback loop is nothing more than a stream of energy, a stream of electromagnetic low-frequency waves. And um, it interacts with your brain by way of the nanotechnology that's in your brain. They get you to, 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 uh, to, they, they get you to ingest the nanotechnology in your food or your drink. And then uh, the nanotechnology migrates to your brain, and that nanotech adheres to the neurotransmitters in your brain. And what happens is the nanotechnology speaks to and decodes those neurotransmitters. And that's how they read your mind after they build a cognitive model. Everything is dependent upon their ability to build a cognitive model of your brain. And how do they do that? Trauma. They're using trauma, physical and psychological trauma, to map out the sensory and neural pathways of your brain and central nervous system. Okay? So they, what they do is they need you to keep responding constantly, to keep responding to the organized stalkers, to keep responding to their gaslighting tactics, um, et cetera. Um, because every time you respond, it produces an electromagnetic emission, a, a synaptic response, an evoked potential, which the supercomputer can can record at speed of light. And um, so that's how they're building a cognitive model of your brain by forcing you to respond every day to their to their tactics. And so they need to constantly keep you responding to them, because because that that that's how they build the cognitive model. Brian, did you hear a conversation in the beginning about words 
versus visualization? Or did you just something get on? Versus, something versus visual. I just got on. Something versus what so visualization? I, I would ask you, with all that you're saying, have you found that it's the words that they need the most? And if you visualize without words, it confuses them because they count on words a lot? Yes, they do. Uh, what they do is they, they. Let me let me let me choose the right words here. Okay, all right. It's more difficult. It's easier for them to to read your mind uh, in when you when you're thinking out loud in words than it is for than when you're thinking out loud in image when you're thinking in images. So they entrain the brain. Uh, they serial excuse me. They serialize your your thinking, your memory, and thought process. When, that, when I mean they serialize your memory and thought process, what I mean is they, they train your brain to think in words instead of images because images are more difficult for them to, to make sense of on their screen. Okay, the screen is a yeah. yeah. So it would the screen us is in whatever way we can somehow to visualize a lot of things, especially if we're doing some kind of routine protection or whatever, if, if we can do that. To, to yeah, visualize, I mean, and of course not react because you know the emotions or something. But what, well, how it's important to work see this word versus visualization uh, piece. It's, it's important that they see you. They, that's what that's what twenty four hour surveillance is absolutely necessary for verification. Without verification, mind control cannot exist. There can be no mind control. They must be able to verify their technology every single day. So they're constantly going to run you through a verification process. And, you know, you know, it may be forced speech, getting you to think out loud um, or to speak about something. But they, what they need you to do is they need you to verbalize out loud what it is they're trying to achieve uh, or to perform. Out loud? Not in the head, but out loud. Yeah, for, either think out loud or speak out loud, okay? They need you to speak out loud. And, uh, not think out loud. They need you to speak out loud to verbalize what they're injecting into these, these remote neural attacks, these impulse injections. They need you to speak out loud, or they need you to perform a related action of some type. This is called an action or access sequence, okay, in order to verify their technology. This lady just talked about there was always a parking space whenever she would you know, get to her destination. That's called verification. What they're doing is they've got somebody behind you. They've got somebody in front of you on the way to the store. They have someone waiting in the store uh, by the aisle that you're going to get the, the, the Gucci dress at. You know, if it was yeah, peanut, peanut butter, butter, there'd butter, there'd somebody, there'd somebody. Okay, they're starting to interrupt my, uh, my call again. So if it was peanut butter, there would be somebody at the grocery store waiting in the peanut butter aisle. All of that is to verify that their technology is working properly. Okay, so, you know, for speech, um, it, it, you know, it's, it's not they're, they're trying to get you they don't force you to do anything. Now, they can. They can force you if they want to, hypnotize you, et cetera. But that's not how the technology is designed to work. The technology is designed to mimic your own normal cognitive behavior, okay? So they don't force you to do anything. What they do is they give you the desire. They give you the strong urge or desire. You have a very strong urge or strong Tom desire. urge to, is the way to tell, to, yeah. You have a very strong urge or desire, strong desire to, to, to speak, say, or do something. And that's called a high-frequency attack. Uh, or you may have a, you know, a low motivation or low desire, a low urge to 
to speak, think, or do something that's a, that's a, at baseline level. So at higher levels, you have a strong urge. At lower levels, you have a at baseline level, you have a low low urge or motivation to speak. And that's how forced speech works. Forced speech is not them forcing you to speak at all. At all. It's getting it's getting them giving, them giving you desire. Right. With impulse injections and memory attacks. That's how it works. Can anybody hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. So my 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 question is: the more of a of a cognitive model they have built of you, because I'm I'm a high trauma. They do 20 hours of trauma on me a day. It's been three years. What what is the what is the result of that? Well, they're trying to achieve direct behavioral control over the mind control victim. In order to achieve direct behavioral control over you, they need to build a a, a re, some degree of, of, of a, a coherent cognitive model uh, of your memory and thought process. There are billions of neurons. You have 100 billion neurons in your brain. Every time you think, say, or do something, those neurons fire. They fire. They fire. They fire they they're, they're interrupting my. They're interrupting me. They, what? This is what. Let me tell you what's happening. Okay, by interrupting me at various intervals, they're preventing the, the listening audience from from being able to process what they hear back into short-term memory. Okay, so if you can't process what you hear back into short-term memory, it doesn't matter how many times somebody says it, you're not going to understand. So they're not stopping the speaker from speaking. What they're doing is they're interrupting at various intervals to prevent the listening audience from being able to process what they hear back into short-term active memory. Because if you can't process it back into short-term active memory, you can't process it, process it into long-term memory. So that's why you're hearing these sudden interruptions as I'm speaking. Okay, so, so again, yeah, I mean, they're using trauma to map out your sensory and neural pathways of your brain and central nervous system. They have weaponized neuroscience. Neuroscience is the study of the brain and central nervous system. That's what they're doing. That's what this is all about. Okay, so why, why they need to, in order to achieve direct behavioral control over the victim, they need to build a, a coherent cognitive model of your memory and thought process. Those synaptic, those, those, those synapses between the neurons fire. Every time you say, think, or do something, that's called electromagnetic emissions. That's called synaptic responses. So every time they engage... Brian, are you still there? We might have lost him. Okay. It's almost as if they they had to, because he said how they were interrupting at intervals and that they wouldn't completely, you know, interrupt him, that they had to maybe prove him wrong and interrupt him completely, you know? <laughs> have a sense no, of humor, started, for sure. He just, he just started talking about some really sensitive stuff. Uh, one thing I would recommend is uh, Google Hangouts. Uh, it's a good alternative to Skype. Uh, they can really um, the, uh, the 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 deep state criminals running this program um, really have a, a you know a tight pipeline running into Skype. They they sabotage my Skype calls quite frequently. So uh, I'm sure they had it with Google Hangouts, but I haven't experienced as many problems with Google Hangouts. It's an alternative to Skype if anyone's uh, having trouble with that technology. 
But Google is just so government-oriented. You think they'd be worse. Yeah, well, Skype is Microsoft, I believe. I mean, oh, it's the same. He got both. I wanted to ask, about, now that we're on this, so what, um, like, your email server, and what do most people use now? Are you still using Google, Gmail, or... Because um, I was... Because my, I, I recognize, you know, also that, that Google is just totally, you know, a sellout there. So what other... Um, you might be better off using Hushmail. There might, I'm not saying that I know that for sure, but at least Hushmail, you encrypt. It's called Passionel. Hush. Yeah, I think that's at least a little better. I don't know that it's totally better. How do you, but, how do you spell that? H U S H M A I L. Oh, Hushmail. Okay. Hushmail. Yeah, they're based in Canada. Oh, Hushmail. Uh, Hushmail. It's um, it's a good service. It's reliable. Uh, I mean, the, the NSA is tapped into every service provider there is, so there's no way to really question. secure it. But Hushmail is pretty good. I like your suggestion there. Um, they, you, it you, it's encrypted, so at least you have encryption on it. Can you hear me? Hello? Yes. Yeah. Oh, um, I can't be on a computer, but I just had a thought. Does it make any difference? Maybe one of the guys know this. If you did dial up with a small company, I guess you're still going through the digital phone system. But dial up could be, you could make it analog, couldn't I'm out of my, I'm out of my, you know, well here, but maybe one of the guys know that, know the answer to that. Uh, the NSA's plugged into everything, analog and digital communications. And when you get on the Internet through dial-up Internet, uh, it's you're going through the same routers that everyone else goes through. So, um, you know, uh, it's uh, you just got to, um, you know, e create a second account. So when you send an email, email it to your second account to make sure it's going through and make sure it's not going to spam. And, uh, you know, Hushmail is good. It's based in Canada. And Google Hangouts is a good alternative to Skype. I've had less problems with it. Um, it's like Brian 2's back on. Can you say that again, that you would have two accounts, uh, so you, two hush, Hushmail accounts, and then mail... Can you explain that? Uh, yeah, when I send an email out that's important, uh, I will add another one of my email accounts in the recipient box so I can log on to that other account and see if that email went through and if it uh, went to spam or not. So it's uh, if, you're, if you're worried about your emails not going through, that's one way that might help verify that. Oh, that's a good idea. Okay, thank you. It's not going to matter. It's not going to matter. Let me explain. Um, your computers, all of your electronic devices, even the smart meter on your on your home, if you own your own home, okay, uh, it's all it's all daisy chained together. Your computer is remotely hijacked by radio frequency waves. Yeah, I mean, the NSA has a backdoor into pretty much 
every electronic device and every out. communication blocking, system. Somebody's blocking him out. Is he getting cut off or someone blocking him out? He must be having trouble with Skype. Is he on Skype? Yeah. But don't forget that he's also he's also in Serbia, right? He's right about sending an alter an email to another account. The more you complicate it, then the higher your chance of getting what you want. They have to verify everything. Okay, another question. So how, um, when, you, when you're getting on the computer then, when you're, um, when you, you log on, when you get, you get into your computer, and what ways can you avoid them from um, hacking in and um, diverting you to different websites, blocking you from others? Just take standard security measures. Just have a good antivirus program. They're going to have remote access software in your computer no matter what. It's impossible to avoid uh, despite what they say publicly, but they can't be too blatant about it. They need, you know, uh, a cover for it. They need, you know, for the – they need for you – to avoid having, they need double construction. You know, they can't use their covert uh, technology to sabotage all your online efforts because if they did that with everyone, they'd start complaining. So they need it, it to appear like you have a virus on your computer or something like that. So just take, you know, just use good internet operating uh, sense, just have an antivirus program and just realize your communications aren't going to be secure, but that doesn't really matter. Um, you know, we're TIs. They can, you know, see what we're seeing, and uh, just take steps to, um, you know, have proof that if someone's messing with your computer, you know, take, take screenshots and run antivirus programs and document it, and you can always report it to the FBI Cybercrimes Unit or... Um, even your local police. Um, but if it's a standard virus, you know, that's um, that's something you just need to address. With just, you know, I mean, you should still have antivirus software. Everyone should. Uh, yeah. It looks like Brian's is there- back. Um, I think it's Skype problems he must be having. Uh, Brian, uh, have you ever tried Google Hangouts as an alternative to uh, yeah. Skype? It's Brian again. I'm in, I'm in the airport here in Serbia. Listen, they're going to keep hanging up on me because the Serbian government's listening to this call. So they don't like that. So they're going to keep, they're going to keep hanging up. Um, but Brian? Uh, let me just explain what the lady was talking about. What you're talking about is useless. Let me explain why. Your computer is remotely hijacked by radio frequency waves. So it doesn't matter whether you're on the Internet or off the Internet. They can, they can monitor all of your, inter, your computer activity in real time all of your keyboard strokes, all of your, uh, you know, your internet activity, all of your, you know, whatever you do on or offline, they can monitor all of that in real time because all of your electronic devices, your smartphone, your tablet, your computer, 
all the way to your smart meter on your home is all daisy chained together, and it's tied back into the to the R and M supercomputer. So, um, you know, if you're an activist, you're a, you're you're a whistleblower, you're a dissident, etc. They're they're not going to let you you know just use the internet without monitoring everything that you're doing. So, um, there are ways to there are ways to to, to get to get around it, um, but you know there it's very difficult. Brian. Yes. Okay, back back to the question about uh, direct behavioral control, because I I think I'm really advanced. We've talked before. What are what are the things that they can do once you're once they have direct behavioral control? First of all, they have to build a cognitive model of the of the victim's brain. Whoever whoever's targeted with this technology, the first thing they have to do is do the first thing they do is close close. Okay, okay now, now I'm getting, getting interference. Okay, now. okay. okay. Serbian government knows on the U.S. Department of Defense they're going to they're going to monitor this. They're going to disrupt it as much as they can. Hold on just a second. Okay, can you hear me? Yeah. 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 Okay. So what they do is they move close to the victim. Okay, I told you this already, but I'm, in order to explain answer your question, I'm going to go back over it one more time. They, they, well, I'm they, more interested they, in what once they have direct behavioral control. What are they able? What does that mean to the victim? That means that, mean that, that they, they can they can hijack your memory and thought process. That means that they can hijack the passive systems of your body, including your, you know, your respiratory system, your circulatory system, your cardiovascular system, your digestive system. All of it can be trained and controlled. Okay, they target your motor cortex. They target your sensory cortex, your visual cortex, your audio cortex, etc. Okay, and then by doing so, they're able to manipulate the sight, touch, taste, hearing, and smell of the victim. But the human body is an electromagnetic organism, and so you know it's also a vibratory organism. And so each each organ in each region of the human anatomy vibrates at a different frequency of electromagnetic energy. And so by varying by modulation of the phase frequency and amplitude of the stream of, of electromagnetic low frequency waves, they're able to manipulate at speed of light in, in real time the uh, the each region, each organ, et cetera, of the human anatomy. So, I mean, that's what it means. Direct behavioral control means they're targeting your motor, sensory, audio, visual cortex, et cetera, and they're able to manipulate the passive systems of your of your body the circulatory system, uh, digestive system. I just talked about all of that. It gets real bad, so real fast. So if that happens, because that's happened to me, where, where, do, where, do, where do you go? What do you do? Because they can make me hit myself, and, and they can force me to drive certain places. It's not like a suggestion anymore. It's like when I try to break free, I'm in a force field. Literally, my nervous system feels like it's in a force field. And I'm fighting to turn right when they want me to turn left. It's a fight. It's not a suggestion anymore. In order, well, it it is a suggestion, but it's 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 called what what the what the system is designed to do is after they you know they they achieve direct behavioral control after they achieve uh, a cognitive model of the victim's brain. What the system is designed to do is to remotely capture all memory and thought process of the victim. Okay, Uh, to to remotely capture bits of your senses, your your physical senses, your 
your your your intellectual uh, emotional senses to lock on to your emotional and physical state. Okay, and then uh, what it does is after it remotely captures those at speed of light because of this bidirectional stream of energy called the information and injection feedback loop. What happens then, okay, is that it begins to fabricate stories, okay? So if you start thinking about, you know, tea, you know, it'll start fabricating a story about the price of tea in China at speed of light. This is a supercomputer capable of... Right, right. I observed that. Yeah, that that definitely happens. So they're not forcing you. It's not forcing you um, to, 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 to think about things. What it's doing is it's constantly providing mental suggestions, and then it's giving okay. you the impulse, uh, the desire, okay? A strong desire at higher levels, low desire at baseline levels. At higher levels, that's a high-frequency attack. Lower levels, baseline levels, that's a low-frequency attack. So it's all mental suggestions. What they're doing is they're driving by force your memory and thought process. They have hijacked your memory and thought process. That's what, that's what happens. So they're not forcing you to drive anywhere. They're giving you the very strong desire to do so. Have, have you heard it coupled with virtual reality? Because I know that they've got some kind of virtual reality thing working at the same time. Right. right. Me. The, the clone, the, the hive mind team, the clone of the hive mind team and, uh, and other members, the firewall, et cetera, operate off what is called a, uh, an eye gaze tracker. And they're using a virtual screen, uh, a third, it's called the third eye, okay? It's actually a, a virtual visual interface where they're actually able to um, to monitor you. And, hello? Hello? Yes, I yeah, can hear you. Yeah, we can hear you. Uh, the, okay, well, the, what the, they're, they're able to monitor you in real time uh, because, again, they have to be able to see you respond in order to, to determine right, if this is right. the correct Magnetic Commission, et cetera, et cetera. So this virtual, this virtual interface that they're, that they're using. using. Okay, let me okay, let, let me explain let me, what's happening. I'm getting interference. What's happening is the the they're they're constantly interrupting me at regular intervals. Why? To prevent the listening audience from being able to process what they hear back into short-term memory. If you can't, it doesn't matter how many times the speaker if the speaker has enough time, he's going to get his point across. But by constantly interrupting at regular intervals are able to prevent the listening audience from processing what they hear back into active memory. Active memory is short-term memory. And if you can't process what you hear back into short-term memory, then you can't process it, process it into long-term memory. So you're not going to understand what you hear. It doesn't matter how many times you hear it, you're not going to understand it. Okay, so that's why constant interruptions, constant uh, you know, noises and sounds, constant uh, you know, breakups into the call, etc. All of that's designed to prevent the listening audience from being able to process what they hear back into short-term memory. But that's what's going on with this, okay? Happens happens with me a lot. They know the Serbian government right now is monitoring this call. They know that. So they don't like it. So they're constantly interrupting that as well. I mean, I've, I've been on, I've dialed you in, I've dialed out five times trying to get Skype. And that's them. They've remotely hijacked my computer with radio frequency waves, constantly hanging up. So did you understand? Yeah, I, I understand so far. Have you heard of them using virtual reality as as a way? Um, I, I, what I feel like is happening also is they have some virtual reality intersected with me, and the the, the high mind mind is, is also connected into the virtual, virtual reality, reality. and they, they control things in the virtual reality that somehow with some tech overpowers me somehow because they they use things like it just. I don't know how to explain it, but 
I've been in some kind of virtual reality room since the very beginning. And every day they change the room to go with whatever story they're trying to force me to accept as reality. Have you okay, heard you of, up. of that? You're breaking up. You're breaking up. Sorry, I can't, I can't answer your question because I can't understand what you're saying. I'm okay. Sorry. Have you heard of, along with the, the remote neural monitoring and along with the EEG cloning and heterodyning, them using them virtual, virtual reality? To, 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 to accept with the person, to drive um, what that person experiences. You're breaking up. Okay, I'm sorry. There's something wrong with your, your phone. You're going to have to hang up and call back. Um, okay, I can... Ella, can you hear me? I can are hear you. In, are you in Southern California you. as well? Yeah, this is this is California. Okay. Yeah, I'm trying to uh, locate where the there are a lot of people unmuted, but I only see um, sound coming from Brian and you uh, right now. Yeah, I'm on Skype. Yeah. Can I, you I, hear me I, now, I, Brian? I, can yeah, you but hear the me? problem is you keep breaking up, so I can't answer your question because I can't fully hear it. So I'm going to have to ask a, answer it later. Uh, I'm just not I'm not I'm not able to understand what you're saying. Yeah. I think it's it's my purpose. Do you, can you can you hear enough? Where does somebody go if they're in this situation when it's advanced? You have to listen. This is not about directed energy attacks. I mean, the torture is right. No, I understand that. Okay, so but I'm trying to answer your question. So this okay. is about mind control. So you have to get right. away from in order to prevent them from continuing to map your your continuing to engage in these conversational scenarios, situational scenarios, gaslighting tactics, et cetera, constantly provoking you. So you have to get to places like, you know, some third country like Ecuador where they can't do all that. Um, because it doesn't matter how long they remotely monitor your brain. They have to build a cognitive model. In order, if they can't continue to build that cognitive model, model research begins to erode. So you need to get out of the U.S. That's my answer. That, that's the answer to your question. Get to Ecuador. Uh, or, you know, Bolivia, countries which are hostile to America, uh, well, they can't operate freely. Hello? Yeah. Uh, is there any other questions? Anybody else have any other questions? Yeah, I have one. What is the purpose of them having you review your life memory. memory. Like sometimes, like sometimes, sometimes to speak. To speak. So during the day, the day and all think of all these past past things that happened to me for no reason at all. It just goes on and right. on. Right. Okay, I can answer that. Okay, what they're doing is they're, they're probing every association with that memory. Okay. So emotional like, association, right? Right. right. Well, uh, yeah, right, exactly. So it's better not to. That's what that's what I'm doing. When those memories come, I'm not allowing any reaction. Okay. Well, so what some is, of them you're could about. have been very traumatic. Some of them could have had a lot of love behind them. I'm not allowing any reaction when those memories start flowing. Is that the is way that to handle, handle that? that? Yes. Let me explain. It's called memory management. There are three categories of all CIA mind control: censorship memory management, and direct behavioral control. Everything they're doing to you falls into one of those three categories. Censorship, memory management, direct behavioral control. What's happening to you is called memory management. They're using your own real memories. 
against you. Now, it, they also use falsified memories. This is, this is them blocking your real memories uh, while, while at the same time interfering with your, your real memories, while at the same time injecting their own falsified or fabricated memories. And there's a big difference between fabricated memories and falsified memories. Fabricated memories are your own real memories that the supercomputer captured at speed of light during the, rem- during the silent monitoring period. It's called the silent monitoring period. And, and then what it's doing is it's ejecting those memories back into your subconscious at speed of light and re- at regular intervals in order to pitch you into some type of action or access sequence. So it's using your own memories against you. It's also probing every association that you have with that memory. So, you know, if you have, for example, a childhood memory of, of you know, swimming, yeah, swimming in the lake. lake. Um, um, what what, what happened, happened? I'm getting I'm interference. Getting interference. Hello? Yeah, okay. Can you hear me? Yep. Okay, great. Okay. So what will happen is they'll inject that, that memory. That as soon as you think of it, the supercomputer captures it. Okay? And then in order to build uh, upon that memory, in order to probe every association with that memory, it will keep injecting that same real memory of your, of your childhood back into your subconscious at speed of light. Why? Because... They, they're trying to develop a, a, a coherent pattern of thought, okay? So they're trying to determine, you know, what it is that you associate with that memory. Who, who, who was involved in that memory? Was it your parents? Who were the other people that were involved in that childhood memory that's so special to you? Okay, so, so they're building a cognitive model of your memory and thought process. So that, that's, how, that's how it works. It's simply called memory management, okay? And so the best management- way, again, to handle that is, number one, don't allow yourself to think of the emotional reactions to that memory. And number two, don't let them take it any further than maybe that first sentence. You know what I mean? Don't harp on the memory because they have a way of giving you the memory and then, like you say, the association. Then you jump to another memory. memory. Because there's another, another person that's involved. Can I ask so, so you a question? No emotional reaction. And number two, don't let it go further. Well, let me ask you a question real quick. Before I got on the phone, were you having all this interference? Yeah, we were. Not okay. as much. Okay. Well, no. But listen, you, there, are, there are ways to defeat the technology. You can redirect every time they, they attack you with the same memory. It's called a remote neural attack. And these remote neural attacks are basically your, your own memories and the falsified memories that they were able to implant in your mind during the neural programming when you're sleeping. Okay, so you have real memories, you have fake memories, you have falsified memories, and you have your own real memories. Okay, okay. They're so using both against against you. Um, um, so 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 you so redirect you every, time, every time. Every time that they come at you and inject with with, with, with these memory attacks. Okay, they're called previous memory references. Okay, you need to redirect away from that. You need to establish a working reference in you know, something in life that makes you really happy, a person or a place or a thing. Okay, maybe maybe the birth of your first child, maybe Jesus Christ, whatever life that makes you happiest. Okay, and then that's your working reference. And then every time that they attack you, you just redirect back to that working reference. So every time they do it with me, Jesus is my working reference. So I just say Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Every time I'm attacked, I redirect away from their from their from their uh, uh, memory management attack to my own working reference and defeat their technology. But if you try to ignore them, 
the system the system is designed designed to to probe you for a response. Remember, mind control is based off your responses, the synaptic responses in your brain. Okay, so if you start to ignore them, what's going to happen is the, the supercomputer is not going to allow that. It's not just going to stand by and do nothing. It's going to keep injecting again and again at regular intervals, each time at a higher frequency. So you may have a low motivation to think about something, and then you ignore it. Well, it, it's not going to just stand there and do nothing. nothing. It's going to stand again. again. Um, um, and the second, the second thing to inject at a higher, at a higher frequency. frequency. So you're going to have a low urge or motivation to think about your, you know, your childhood experience. And then as you ignore it, you keep, you know, they keep repeatedly injecting that memory back into your subconscious at speed of light with a stronger urge each time a higher frequency each time until, you know, suddenly you have a very strong desire to start thinking about your childhood memory. And then, of course, they need you to verify that that's, that's what's happening. So they need you to you know, go to your, you know, go to your uh, uh, memory book, your, you know, your, your, your family's picture book or something, uh, or to get on the phone with the person that you're thinking about, et cetera, to perform, to, per, to verbalize what they're, they're doing or to f- perform some related action in, in in sequence for that memory attack to verify that the, that the, the memory attacks are working properly. So you redirect, establish a working reference, something in life that makes you very happy, a place, a person, a thing, and then redirect back to that working reference every time, and they'll help the people. And, and so that will give them what they want and at the same time free you, right? That's what you're saying? That will give no, them what's a, the, your Jesus is a response to them, and they accept that. And they won't keep doing it at a higher frequency. Is that what you're saying? Well, no, no. They, they, it's not. A, they need to map. They need to map out all vectors of the human brain. When I say vectors, I mean emotions, uh, uh, other uh, uh, sequences of, of, of the human brain. Okay. Uh, so love, hate, lust, fear, paranoia, anxiety, uh, distrust, etc. They need to map out all of that. Okay. In order to create a cognitive model. So, no, no, I understand that. You say what you do when they insert a memory is you say, Jesus, to redirect. Now, right. on the other hand, you're saying, well, if you ignore it, they'll keep going. So does your saying Jesus give them what they want and at the same time help you be directing? It, it prevents the memory attack from achieving what they need, which is verification. It doesn't matter. How they'll keep going then, right? But they will keep going right. then. Right. It was, no, they're not going to stop. No, this, this is oh, not going to okay. this, okay. this is long-term research. Okay. They're going to attempt to verify by other means. They're going okay. to attempt to verify by other methods. In other words, they're going to stop with that memory attack, and they're going to start with another one. Okay? Okay. Or they're going to give you, you know, the impulse to do something or think something else, you know. So you um, just, so, just say Jesus over and over again until they get, you know, it never stops then is what you're saying. Well, yeah, but what it does is it prevents them from mapping out the other vectors of your brain. Right. So okay. you, you you make that you make that your working reference, and then you revert back to that working reference every time you attack. Another thing you need to do is you need to create a dominant external stimulus, and there's there's many di- different types of dominant external stimuluses. For example, uh, uh, singing. And, hold on just a second. I got a big crowd coming. I'm in an airport. So singing and dancing, and writing a letter, or reading a book. Uh, engaging in outdoor activities, etc. All of these things are called uh, are, are, are external interferences, which, which interfere with their technology. They need to minimize all external interference. 
that. It's crucial that they do that. That's why they need to isolate you, force you back into your a home or your apartment so you won't leave by creating a hostile environment everywhere you go. Uh, so what you need to do is you need to create a dominant external stimulus. One of the, one of the things that uh, that defeats their technology, okay, absolutely defeats mind control, is pleasing music. Whatever music is pleasing to you, that creates a dominant external stimulus and entrains your brain away from the system. Because what's happening is you don't realize it. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Well, you may not realize it, uh, but what's happening is your, your brain Brain entrainment is, is, is not a one-time event. It is a constant daily process. In order for their technology to work properly, they have to keep your brain constantly entrained to the system. And they're doing that with what's called verbal entrainments, visual entrainments, et cetera, okay? So uh, these, these, these visual entrainments, for example, may include two-dimensional images uh, injected at regular intervals. Um, verbal entrainments will include, you know, uh, all of this is done mostly at the sub- subliminal level. Okay, so but sometimes you can detect it. Sometimes you can hear the words they're using uh, to the, the supercomputer is using uh, the chatterbox program that they're using to drive your memory and thought process. They need to keep your brain trained. So you create a dominant external stimulus. The brain tends to align itself with any dominant external stimulus, and the brain aligning itself with, with any dominant external stimulus is, is it's called brain entrainment. That's what that's what brain entrainment is. Okay, it's just simply the brain aligning itself with another dominant external stimulus. It breaks the brain entrainment with their system when you establish another dominant external stimulus. So listening to pleasing music defeats their technology, defeats their technology big time. They have to stop it. They will. They will come in and break your computer, or your or your uh, your audio your audio stereo. They're going to stop gonna... you. So you need to buy cheap radios. Uh, don't don't invest a lot of money in them of sound system, but listening to music, pleasing music, it can't be elevator music, okay, because that, that's not a dominant external stimulus. Pleasing music absolutely defeats their technology. It just, it just creates chaos for them. And they'll use censorship to stop you. They'll use trauma or pain. They'll use remote neural attacks of dizziness and drowsiness or, you know, lust, something of that nature, um, to stop you from doing what you're doing. Do you understand? I do, totally. Thanks. I do, so I'll sit back and see if somebody else has another question. Can you hear, can you hear me? Yes. If you're already in a situation where when you try to sing or dance or do anything like that, you're immediately clobbered by some kind of force field and you can't break out of it, does that mean they have direct behavioral control? Because no matter no. what I, I do, I'm having I'm trouble, having trouble with, um, um, breaking of the force field that I've been on. Even if it's in the Okay, again, you're breaking up, but I think I understand what you said. Okay, so so just let me speak because you're breaking up. Um, okay, so what, what's happening to you is called censorship. Okay, remember, I just said all mind control, CIA, DIA mind control falls into three categories censorship, memory management, direct behavioral control. What's happening to you is called censorship. Okay, what they're doing is they're using trauma and pain. Or they're using, I just said this, they're using dizziness or drowsiness or they're using, you know, remote right. attacks to you to think of something else. This is, this is called censorship. And basically what censorship is, is it's designed to restrict you at will, to restrict you from engaging in any type of external, external activity, <laughs> such as listening to music, such as, you know, going out and dancing and singing, et cetera, right. to prevent you from engaging in any type of activity 
which interferes with their technology. So it doesn't mean direct behavioral control, no. It just means they're using censorship on you to censor you from being able to break brain entrainment with the system. Okay, so like even I was trying to big I turned the radio on and I was just trying to sing along with all the various songs just to feel like I could break free out of it. And I was having trouble doing that. Doing that. Yeah, you're gonna they're gonna fight back. Listen, what's attacking you is the computer. It's a conscious okay. computer with a will intellect with a, hold on. It's a conscious computer with a will intellect and emotion of its own. Uh, hold on just a second. I've got to check something. Somebody else speak for a minute because I got to check something. Uh oh. Okay. Um. So okay, I'm back. Okay, so um. So that's what's happening. It's just censorship. It's just okay. Censorship. Okay. Have you heard of Have you heard of groups using virtual reality in conjunction with this? this? We just we talked just about. about Remember, we just talked about that. About virtual using virtual, virtual reality. reality. They use a third eye. It's called a third eye. Okay. Oh, okay. I was talking about actual virtual, virtual reality, reality that, that, as if you had you multiple, multiple people, people plugged into, into a computer, uh, and they have dominance. Yeah, I can tell. Okay. They don't want us talking about this. Okay. So anyway, um. Uh, uh, okay, anybody have any more questions? If once they have a model, let's say they have 70% of one built, 80%, something like that, is it, what are your options at this point? I would encourage you to hang the phone up and call back because you're really getting a lot of interference. Okay, okay, I'll call back. Is there anything else I can help other people with? I haven't been on the call for several weeks. Do you think there's any uh, possibility the new president-elect would help with this? No, no. Listen, Why not? The only, the only thing, well, first of all, because they'd assassinate him, okay? Listen, for the, for the government to, to reveal that this is happening uh, or for someone else to reveal it, okay, would cause – this level of, for, for, for it to be revealed that this level of torture and assassination was happening to innocent Americans, to this number of Americans, this many people, would cause the government to fall overnight. The United States government would collapse overnight if it were ever to get out what's happening. And just like they did with MK Ultra, where they used disinformation and misinformation and misdirection, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Blocking, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, uh, they're not, not to let this technology get out, uh, that it's happening, it, at least at it, it, such a, uh, a large level. It's just not going to happen. If Trump were to try to stop it, they'd just kill him. He'd have a heart attack or something. Hello? Hello? Uh, uh, did you hear me? Did you hear me? Yes, yes. I know that's I know not that's what not people want to hear me. People, people don't want to hear that. Hello? Hello? Can you hear me? I can. Yes. Okay, so, so I know I know people don't want to hear that. You know, uh, I'm not saying that there's no hope. People always say that Brian says there's no hope because discredit me and getting to you, hopefully that you won't listen to me. No, what I'm saying is under the present scenario, don't expect the government to help you. 
That's what I'm saying. Okay? It's just simply not going to happen. Now, um, you know, revolution in the streets, um, you know, uh, the overthrow of, of, the, uh, of the, you know, the present government, some, some you know, massive interference uh, disruption might, might do that. You know, it would take a whistleblower with credible information, uh, and they would kill him. They would kill his family. You know, they, they would uh-huh. not simply not, you know, just let, let him expose all of this. Too much money, too much time, too much energy, too much, too many resources, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, has gone into this, and they'll they'll do everything that they can to stop it from being exposed. Can, can you hear me, Brian? Yeah. Uh huh. When you say they, are you saying the well, CIA or who? Well, there are four organizations behind all of it. Okay. So says Dr. Robert Duncan and other scientists. Not just him. Other scientists say the same thing, and, and medical practitioners. Uh, and while this is an intergovernment agency operation designed to diffuse responsibility of cost, okay, so there are a lot of people involved at the local, state, and federal level, everything's highly compartmentalized. And those people are only told what they need to know. They don't know everything. So the people that know everything are basically four organizations. And that's the, my former employer, the Department of Defense. Um, they provide all the money, okay, uh, all the funding for this black ops project, okay. Uh, and then the, the NSA provides the top scientists. It's the CIA and the DIA that's torturing you. Those are the four organizations behind all of it. So DOD provides the money. NSA provides the top scientists. CIA and DIA provide the handlers, the operators, et cetera. And those handlers, operators, et cetera, are what, what are called hive mind teams. And they're contractors. They're not employees of the CIA or the DIA. They're actually contractors, DOD contractors. They work for private companies like Raytheon. Etc. And um, they're, they're people who already have some degree of expertise in the area of the mind, particularly as it relates to memory and thought process. So these hive mind teams, these contractors are psychiatrists and psychologists and neuroscientists and neurosurgeons and, and neurologists and behavioral scientists and so forth. People with some degree of expertise in the area of the mind. Okay? So they're hiding in plain sight. They're not in some underground base somewhere. People need to understand that. They are hiding in plain sight. They're the, they're the psychiatrists at the, at the local mental hospital. They're the psychologists at the children's clinic. They're the, you know, the neurosurgeon at the, at the hospital. They're the neuroscientists at the university, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They're hiding in plain sight. Okay? Um, they have real lives. They have you know, mortgages. They have jobs. They have careers. They have families. They're hiding, they're hiding in plain sight. Hey, yeah. Question. I just heard my voice again. I think I'm being um uh, Okay. Did you just miss your plane? No, no, my plane leaves tomorrow at ten and ten fifty five and okay. well, actually, <laughs> okay. today it's today right now. I'm one of the people I, okay. I hope you're okay. But I'm one of those people that bothers when you talk as if we are to give up on the country we live in. Because most of the people you're talking to are sitting right here in the United States. I still believe in the United States and what it stood for and still stands for on paper. And we should, I believe we should stay here and fight for it. We have a chance now because there's a big, you, you weren't here, I guess. I don't, wherever you, you are now. now. You have you been, have been in. in. I'm now, I'm now I'm getting with Okay. It's going to keep going. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, You've been in every country I can name in the last few years. 
So, I mean, you, you still haven't found a home yet. So why tell somebody to go somewhere that you tried and it didn't work for you and you went somewhere else? Lonnie, I'm different. I'm different. I'm, Lonnie, my situation is different from most target individuals. I'm a high-profile target. I'm a threat, okay? I used to work for these animals, okay? I'm a threat. I'm different. My situation is different, okay? Secondly, you vote for whoever you want to vote for. Go right ahead. The shadow government is not going to change. The shadow government is two things. It's the Department of Defense, my former employer, and what are called the intelligence agencies, so CIA, NSA, etc. Those are the real rulers of this country. Politicians and, and judges, etc., these are nothing but puppets to them. They come and go. The real rulers are the shadow government. Okay. okay. The bureaucrats. Okay, second, so, question. Second, secondly, second question. Second question. Hold on. I got another question. First. Lonnie, Who's in Belgium, Germany, and uh, anywhere else that this kind of technology is being promoted? It's all over the world. Yes, it Where is. It's all over the world. Yes, but what I'm trying to tell you, Lonnie, is that it doesn't matter. That this, this is not about zapping people with directed energy. This is about mind control, and mind control requires the cooperation of many people. Okay, it requires organized stalking. It requires you know people at the local, federal, and state level to become involved in the paradigm against the targeted individuals. And when you move abroad to places like Ecuador and Bolivia, places that are hostile to America. That becomes far more difficult. This is about mapping out your brain. And if they can't do that, it doesn't matter how many times they zap you with direct energy. Mind control fails. So I'm not saying that, you know, I'm getting hit. I'm getting hit. I'm getting hit hard. But I'm, I'm different. I'm a high-profile target. Okay, I'm all over the Internet. Everybody knows about me. They're, they're going after me for, for, because they're trying to discredit me. They're, they, they're this, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. My situation is different from yours. Okay, I'm just trying to give you advice. Whether you take it or not, it's up to you. All I can do is just try to help you, and if you don't want to listen, then that's fine. I'm telling you, you vote whoever you want to vote for. It will not matter. The shadow government will not change. I already vote. That's not the problem. But I'm saying most people around here, I don't know about most, but I know that there are a lot of TIs who are targeted, and they, what they like to get away from is directed energy, not the, not the stalking, which is what you're trying to get away from apparently. So, I mean, that's an opposite. You need to understand the difference in what's going on with them and what's going on with you and not tell them to be a person without a country. Okay. First of all, I'm talking about the paradigm that's used against all targeted individuals, okay? When you're dealing with mind control, it, you know, this is a very sophisticated technology. It requires long-term research, okay? It doesn't happen overnight, okay? I just told you they have to build a cognitive model of the victims and running. That requires the participation of many people. Organized, organized talk, 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 Okay, so, so when you go, you go to country, country like Ecuador, Ecuador or Bolivia, or China or Russia, Hong Kong, for example, very, very good place to go, okay, they can engage in all those other activities that is required for mind control to be effective. You know, organized stalking is absolutely crucial for mind control to be effective. And there, without organized stalking, there's no way in a real-world environment for them to be able to measure and gauge the effectiveness of the neuroprogramming. So you're not, you know, you're not going to escape the directed energy attacks, but you will escape, you know, them building a cognitive model of your brain, or you will at least slow it down considerably. That's what I'm saying. Where are you going, Matt? 
I'm in Serbia. I'm in the Balkans. Hold on. This is the uh, intercom here in the airport terminal. Okay. Okay, so I'm in Serbia, uh, and I'm headed to... Yeah, this is going to keep going. Uh, and I'm... I'm a, Okay, I don't know how much longer this is going to continue. I'm going to mute myself. I'm going to mute myself. Okay. I want, could, could, do you hear me? Can you hear me? Hello? Yes. Yeah, I, I have a question for Brian. I'm sorry, Brian, to keep bothering you. I'm the advanced person we've talked. Uh, somebody uh, somebody implanted, implanted something, something into, into my, my right eye. eye. And my and right, right eye, eye no, no longer tracks my left, left eye. eye. The, the pupil, pupil is different. different. It, it, um, I think I they think must be using it to... to Gather information or something like that. It's quite noticeable. Um, it feels different. It looks different. Do you know anything about what could have been done to me? I, I know exactly when it got, like, either somehow implanted or surgically implanted. Do you know what this is? They they do use a lot of frequency LSD on me. Okay. Uh, who am I speaking with? I'm sorry. Uh, this is Linda. Linda, we spoke before by phone, didn't we? Yeah, we did. We did. I'm trying to get a little more information. I, I do want to try to do what you've said. Yeah, well, I want to tell you something. Uh, you're getting significant interference every time you call. I did call every, back in. Yeah, so I didn't hear most of what you said, and I'm, I'm sorry. I, uh, I just can't hear you. You're getting significant interference every time you speak. Okay, Can is anybody else hearing me better than him? I can hear you better now. Okay. I was saying that somebody has implanted something into my right eye. And my right eye, the pupil is different. It tracks different. It looks different than my left eye does. And um, it feels different all the time. Do you have any idea what this is? One of the reasons I encourage people to go overseas is because they're able to get medical help, medical intervention that can't be manipulated by the authorities by the Americans. Nicaragua. Nicaragua. It's also, it's also very, very cheap. For example, Nicaragua, it's really cheap. And it's good. And, it's good. You know, you know, uh, uh, and a ticket for Cuba, for example, is $80, is $80 to Nicaragua. And from LA, too. You need medical help. No, I'm, no, getting, I'm getting the answer. Hello? Yeah, we can hear you now. Okay. Um, so I would encourage you to, to, to get medical help, and I would encourage you to do so you know, in places like Nicaragua and Bolivia and Ecuador, et cetera, where they can't manipulate the medical treatment as easily. Uh, 
And uh, because if you go to the, you know, the local uh, medical coin sale pro is part of the paradigm, and you're not going to get much help. You know, you just not. Um, right, because I've so, I've I've gone to the the doctor, or whatever. Do you have any idea what they put in my right eye? No, uh, how could I? I would have no idea. Yeah, I, I didn't know if it was they have standard stuff for that. Okay. They do manipulate your visual, visual. cortex. Yeah, that yeah. part I know, but they actually somehow something's been implanted into my eye. You need help. You need medical help. I would encourage you to take a plane from LA. Uh, uh-huh. from California da- down to uh, Nicaragua. The plane is cheap. Just take Spirit Airlines. Spirit right. flies. Spirit flies okay. very cheap from L.A. to, to Nicaragua. And you can get yeah. uh, X-ray MRIs there and get a better idea of what, what's happening to you. Okay. Okay. Brian, where are you going next? I'm on my way to the Middle East. I'm headed to Abu Dhabi. I know where that is, yes. May I and ask you why you keep moving? Why you keep moving it, around? It makes it more difficult. It makes it more difficult for them. Yeah, it makes it more difficult for them because the Russians are watching. They know that. They know the Russians are watching. I've been to Russia four times, begging, pleading for help, and you know, they told me that we'll, we'll be watching you to see if anything happens to you. That's all they would say. Um, and so they said that in, in St. Petersburg, Russia, on my third trip into Russia. Uh, but the so point you have the knows, support of Russia? No, of course not. Russians don't care anything about me. What they care about is the technology, you know. Uh, so, um, you know, they'll be monitoring my situation in countries like Nicaragua and Ecuador, et cetera, where they are close allies with those, with those countries and where those countries are not close allies with the Americans. So it makes it more difficult for the Americans. So if I keep moving to those countries like Hong Kong, it's under Chinese control. I've been up in the mainland China, into Beijing. Um, they know about my, my situation. So it makes it more difficult for them, like, like – Continuously moving, it makes it more. You know, they're going to try to now target my my uh, my income, my finances to try to stop me from moving around. It's not absolutely going to happen. I've been dealing with the CIA for you know, 20 plus years, and they're absolutely going to target my finances and stop me from being able to move from country to country. So that's going to happen. Isn't life in Abu Dhabi expensive? Like where you're going to survive? Never been there. I couldn't tell you. Uh, but I'm only going to the airport. I'm actually headed to Hong Kong. Oh, I okay. Well, I can tell you the airports are very expensive. I can tell you that. Mm-hmm. How long do you expect to stay in Hong Kong? As long as possible. Um, uh, but I'm not actually staying in Hong Kong. I'm moving into the mainland China again, uh, and I'll stay there as long as possible. Um, but I don't know how long that'll be. I couldn't tell you. Okay. Just don't I'm know. Just the curious. Time. I have no idea. Yeah. Um, uh, you don't want to stay in one place too long. Too long. Do you know anything about the Baltics? About what? About what? About the Baltics. About the Baltics. About the Baltics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 As far as you're breaking, 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 you're breaking up. Say it again. I was asking you if you know, like, for instance, when I go back to Lithuania, the targeting is much worse than in the United States. I'm wondering if yeah. you... I've ever been there. I've uh, been to uh, been to not Lithuania, but I've been to um, Tannin, which is the capital of uh, uh, Latvia. Not Latvia. Uh, Estonia. Estonia. Yeah, I've been I've been to Tannin twice up there, which is just above Lithuania. Been to. How, how did you feel there? 
Uh, I got hammered. I got hammered. <laughs> That's Anyone what I'm saying. I got. I get it much worse over there than I do here. Yeah, American allies are yeah. not going to help you. The American, just like Iceland and Switzerland. If I was able to go anywhere in Europe to get help, it should have been Iceland and Switzerland, and I couldn't do it. And I went. I was. I was in asylum camps in those countries for a month. I was in an asylum camp. I'm going to have to mute myself. I'm going to have to mute. Is it possible if we're if we're a, a target to apply for asylum someplace, or do we have to be like like a high profile person like you? You'll come You'll back. Come and back. Get of noise. Noise. Am I muted? Can you hear me? Yes. You can hear me? Yes. Is Brian still there? He's muted because of the airport noise, but he'll be back, I think. Okay, because I have another question. I'm sorry, everybody. I've tried to re- I've tried to reach him and I can't I, my perps won't let me reach him in one on one. Are you planning to leave this country, Linda, to get help? Uh, not not at this time. I don't have the resources. My I lost that's, my disability, but I am no, trying that's to. What I'm saying. Out, yeah, I'm trying yeah. to figure out what to do because I I do think they have a cognitive model. I mean, I I think that's why they've been doing 20 hours of torture a day for a couple years now. And, what um, I'm saying is you need money to go to any of these countries, I'll tell you personally, because you have to survive. You have to have food, yeah. you have to have shelter. It doesn't come free. Yeah, but it seems like some of these countries, I spoke to him, actually are cheaper than the bank of the mayor here. Like he like said, he for example, he can make, make it in some country, country for a thousand. thousand. And that's and everything. everything. Don't you think the interference has gotten worse in the last um the last month, the last two weeks, last week? Just getting progressively worse? Yes. Uh hi, yeah. You can live in, in Nicaragua and Ecuador for a thousand dollars a month. So if you have an income, a passive income of a thousand dollars a month, you can live there. But bear in mind, that's just, you know, basic necessities and all that. You're not gonna be living yeah, yeah. in my life. That's um um but there was a le- another lady before you that had a question about something. What was what were you asking? Well, I, I have a question. If you think that the one of the the group, one, the gang stalking group that's, group that's on, on you, you is a professional, professional group, group setting people, people up, people up. Like, I'm like I'm talking about profile crime. crime. What do you do? Because, because I think that's, I think that's what's that's happening. happening. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm just breaking up. You're getting that echo. Say it again, slowly. I, I said, if my if the gang stalking group that's on, me, on me is a is a professional team setting people up for high profile crime, what do you do? Did anybody else understand her? I I couldn't understand her. Can somebody else relay the question? Say it again, but don't because when you say 
gang stalking, it seems to trigger it. She said, it, but don't say that you, word. She said, what Tell are you going to do if the gang stalkers try to set you up for a high-profile crime? I know, but Okay, um, listen, you have to first understand what, organi- what organized stalking is, okay? And you really shouldn't call it gang stalking. You, you, it discredits you. You should just call it organized stalking when you talk to people because when you say gang stalking, people just think you're delusional. Um, so okay. say organized stalking. Okay, Orga- you have to first understand how, what organized stalking is and how it works before you can, you can effectively combat, combat against it. You have to understand that organized stalking is based on one thing, choice, reference, pattern. I've said this before, I'll say it again. Your pattern of your previous choices. So, you know, that's it. It's just that simple. It's not any more difficult than that. It's just based on one thing and one thing only, choice reference patterns. They're using a pattern of your continuous choices against you. So, you know, so in order to understand organized talking, you have to look at a pattern of your previous choices, your favorite cafes, your favorite stores, et cetera. Okay, okay. Then then after... Then after, then after you, you under, under, understand, understand organized organizing, your choice, your choice matters. matters. Then, then you need to understand. understand. Then you need then to you understand. understand. That. Wow, getting massive interference here. Then you need to understand that it's comprised of two things. It's based on one thing, but it's comprised of two things. And those two things are situational scenarios and conversational scenarios. And that's street theater. That's what street theater is. Right. It's two things situational scenarios and conversational scenarios. And those situational and conversational scenarios will always be based, always be based on events or topics that they know will capture your attention. They, in order for their technology to be effective, they must capture the attention of the victim at regular intervals each day. Because each time they capture your attention, it produces a synaptic response in your brain. Remember, they're mapping your brain. They're building a cognitive model of your brain. Wow. Right. Right. So, so understand that's what it is. That's what you're dealing with, okay? Choice reference pattern and then situational and conversational scenarios. And the way, the way you, you effectively defend yourself is, first of all, you ignore them, okay? Totally ignore them because if, you don't, if they can't capture your attention, then they, their technology fails. But they're not going to let you just ignore them. Once they realize you're ignoring them, they're going to get in your face, okay? They're going to start getting violent with you, okay? At right, that that's point, what they do. Right. At that point, you use their own uh, preconceptions, prejudices, biases, et cetera, against them. What you do is you set them up. You, If they want a collision, you allow it to happen. If they, if they want uh, an altercation, you allow it to happen, okay? While at the same time recording everything. Okay, that's how you do it. You use their own preconceptions and their own prejudices and their own biases against them. These are street thugs. They're not told anything. They're told this is a bad person stalking. Okay, they're they're everything's highly compartmentalized. They don't know what's going on. That's just what they do. You know, they just stalk people. That's that's how that's how they get paid. You know, so you use their own biases and prejudices and preconceptions against them. If they want a, 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 a collision or an altercation, allow it to happen. If they don't want one, then don't do it, okay, because you don't want to jeopardize your physical safety. But if it happens, let it happen. At the same time, record everything. Document everything, okay? And what you're doing is you're, you're building – what you're doing is you're building a um, – uh, okay, organized stalking is – okay, organized stalkers are not 
dedicated to you alone, to you, the target individual. They're dedicated to all targeted individuals who, who move through their area of operation. So they live, work, and play in the area that they saw. So there's a great deal of indirection and plausible deniability to be involved. In order to be able to overcome organized stalking, you have to overcome that indirection and plausible deniability. Okay, you know, so the, so they'll say, no, no, officer, I just live here, I work here, I, you know, I play here. Play here. That per- that's per- crazy, crazy. I'm here all, I'm the, here time. all the time. And so the way you, and so the way you defeat that is you, it, because it, you know try try going to the police and, and telling the police that a hundred hostile strangers are following you. It's not possible. They know that, especially when the police right. are the ones that, in every local jurisdiction which control the organized stalking. It's all city. It's all uh, uh, local. It's all you know. You, you've heard the you've heard the, the phrase that all politics is local. Well, all gang stalking is local. Okay. It's all done at the, at paid for by the city, okay? So you know, you know, if you go to the police, you go to the courts, you try to explain this is happening. They're going to they're going to treat you as delusional, okay? No, it, it's not. You're not delusional. It defies the null hypothesis of probability, meaning as far as you know, proof is concerned, it is not a fact. It is a mathematical fact. It is happening. But try explaining that. You just can't do it. It's not possible. So in other in other words, you have to use their own personal. Biases. They're human beings. They're people. So, you so, know, and that's they're, they're not, they're not smart. smart. Most, most of them. So you use it against them. Is it possible at all to record with anybody that you think that this group, I mean, I know who, who my stalkers are. Is it possible to record with any group that you, ahead of time, that you think this group is has hired a prof, uh, other professionals? to actually set you up and name possible things they might be trying to set you up for and where they might be trying to do it at or reference places you've been. Is it possible to to get that information together and file it someplace with a lawyer, with the FBI, with something ahead of time before they strike? Yeah, you got to upload it to the Internet like I do. Here's the point. Okay, they want you to record them. They want you to keep recording them. You know, all this, you know, them pretending like they don't like being recorded and looking away when you aim a camera at them. No, that's all part of the game, okay? They absolutely want you to record them. Not just, they don't want to be recorded the first time. They don't want their face all over the Internet. But once once you record them, they're going to try to get you to keep recording them over and over. Why? To discredit you. To discredit you. Right, right. So you record them, you record them one time, then you upload it to YouTube or you upload it to, you know, some other... Uh, uh, Video database, okay, and then, and then you, you know, that's how you preserve the evidence, okay, um, because if you just try to store it in your apartment, or your home, they're just going to come in and destroy it and take it. Uh, so if you're, if you know, if you're not, you know, uploading it to the internet immediately, then you're, you're wasting your time. But do not record them doing the same thing over and over again. You know, if they're walking past you each day at a certain time at a certain place, do not record them doing that, because there's a great deal of indirection and plausible deniability you have to overcome. They're going to discredit you. Record them one time. If they start doing something different, or they start attacking you in some way, then you record that. But you do not record them following you, you know, over and over again. You're just simply discrediting yourself. So you must, okay. you must upload that information to the enemy. Okay, okay. Anybody, anybody else? Anybody else? Anybody else? I do. I do. Nobody, nobody. Can you? Can you? T-
tell me a little bit more on how what you call the third eye, the psychic ability, is involved in this? Well, it's not psychic, although, although the clones call it a psychic. Well, I know. A lot of people call the third eye, you know, yeah. the psychic the eye. Who knows? The third, the third eye. eye is a visual interface. It's yeah, yeah. Okay. It's a and brain can you um, just expand a little bit on on what piece that, quote, third eye has in this yeah. picture? I, I just told you. For example, if you were to take a uh, – uh, those, those, all those new virtual reality headsets that they're coming out with, Okay, mm-hmm. and you place those on your head, and you start looking around. That's a virtual interface. Okay, and you start seeing. You're standing in the room. You haven't moved, but you're seeing everything different now. Okay, that's called a virtual interface. That's called a uh, what, 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 what we call a third eye. eye. Okay. Okay. So, so they're using, they're using that, but without the headset. They're using, they're using what's called, called a neurochip. And this electronic. This electronic brain-to-brain interface, this neurochip, is the third eye. It's a visual interface, and they're able to use it. They, see, the hardware is in their body or in their gear. It's just a small little neurochip. Okay, they don't have to put a headset on, you know, to get the virtual interface. They can do all that without the headset, okay, using that neurochip. And that neurochip is called the electronic brain-to-brain interface. It allows the, the clone of the hive mind team to clone his brainwave signature to your brainwave signature. So that he can clone all of his thoughts and his emotions and his reflexes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, to you. Okay, let me, let, me, let me backtrack a little bit because a lot of the people, you know, in India and so on and so forth, and I hear the remote viewers, claim that the third eye is the visual part. I'm going to have to mute. I'm going to have to mute. Hello? Can anyone hear me? Yes. yes. Is that Brian? Yeah, 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 I had, I had to mute. Okay, okay. All I wanted to say was a lot of... Oh, boy, now I'm echoing. A lot of people feel that that third eye, we'll call it, is like kind of like the psychic thing, you know, where you can close your eyes and you can visualize things and that a lot of the remote viewers did that, you know, in that little area, you know, that it's considered the third eye. So am I hearing you say that us as a human species has that or not, or are you claiming that that is some kind of an implant or whatever the word is you're using? No, no, it's not, that, it's not your implant. You don't have it. The clone has it. The clone has a small little neurochip implanted inside his body um, or in his gear, whatever he's using. And that, that interface becomes the, the visual interface, becomes the third eye. Okay. Okay, because okay, that's where we visualize, supposedly. Okay, all right. So that would be why sometimes I feel energy in that area, and I actually feel like somebody is trying to psychically, it's the only word I can use, connect with me. 
Yeah, and he, what he's doing is he's cloning his thoughts and emotions to you. So he'll think to the third eye. Okay. Okay. On, no, to that neurochip, to that electronic brain-to-brain interface. Right, the but to that eye, area of our, you know, that area that's just, you know, in the forehead. They're doing it to that area. Well, the third eye is simply a, a, a visual interface. You're using an eye gauge tracker using a visual interface. That's just. I, I understand. Eye. That yeah, visual, but, but, you're but, using but, the word visual interface is where a lot of people close their eyes and can visualize. They can actually, does it, there's a term, I can see it in my mind's eye. But he doesn't need to close his eyes. Listen, when you place... Oh, no, he doesn't. I'm just saying it's that area in our brain that we call our mind's eye. That's where he is, that's where he's coming to. Lost Well, anyway. Uh, hi, I had it mute. I'm sorry because of the intercom. Okay, so so it's called an electronic brain-to-brain interface, and they're using two interfaces against you. They're using the brain-to-computer interface, and they're using the electronic brain-to-brain interface. That's how they're targeting you. That's exactly how they're targeting you. Okay, the brain-to-computer interface is simply the supercomputer to you by way of elect uh, uh, by way of the, the uh, information injection feedback loop, the stream of energy, the electromagn the electronic brain-to-brain interface. It's a neurochip, and it's not your neurochip. You don't have that technology. It's a body of the gear of the clone. Okay, so the visual interface is just part of the uh, a part of the uh, software that he's able to use to access in order to to uh, target you. Okay, but but the actual way that he's able to clone his thoughts and emotions to you is by way of this this, this neurochip. It's called the electronic brain to brain interface. Okay, so so he'll spin around in his chair, and suddenly he'll you know, he'll become dizzy, but then you'll become dizzy. Or he'll, you know, um, he'll jerk his arm back and forth and he'll call jerk your arm back and forth. Or, you know, he'll start thinking about something. He'll start thinking about Because he's cloning his thoughts, his emotions, his brief, his motor cortex, uh, et cetera, to yours. That's how, that's how it works. Okay, so so if you want to understand the, 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 uh, the third eye, the visual interface, all you need to do is just next time you go to the store, like Best Buy or something, just Put on one of those virtual realities. This is a very simple explanation, uh, but but it helps you understand. Just put on one of those virtual uh, headsets and then look around. Okay, everything's different. Okay, you see totally new things. Okay, that's called a visual, a virtual interface. And so that's how he's targeting you with an eye gaze tracker. Okay, um, so it's called transcranial brain stimulation. They're using a process called transcranial brain stimulation to target you. Okay, that's what's happening. It's not, it's not hard to understand. It's, the technology is very sophisticated. But no, I just wanted to make sure we were talking about the same area that it was going to, which was the third eye. I'll, I'll go along with, you know, what all the rest of the people say the third eye is because I've had a lot of experience with it. So You're talking trying, about the pineal gland. 
my forehead when right. they are doing this. I feel the energy in my forehead when they are psychically. This is different from some of the other attacks. Attacking. That's your frontal right. cortex. I agree. Frontal, I agree. Frontal, no, right. it's your okay. frontal cortex. Yeah, I'm just That's using kind of more spiritual words because I don't know any other kind of words to use. So. Okay. Well, that's okay. a, the yeah, I understand. Forehead. I mean, actually, any of the remote viewers can do, I mean, what they call the remote viewers can do the same thing. Anybody can do this, actually. We all have, I, I feel, this ability. So when you're, when you're praying or when you're doing something spiritual, you're praying to God or you're, you're, you know, you're, you're um, reading your Bible, whatever, they'll target your frontal cortex to try to reduce your um, affection. Uh, with, with with Jesus or you know whomever, okay, or whatever so you're doing, absolutely right, absolutely. Right. So, and 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 that's just censorship. That's all it is. Everything. I mean, again, if you if you can begin to understand that everything they're doing is based on three things, you can begin to have a basic understanding of their technology. And those three things again are censorship, using to restrict you at will, and then memory management, blocking your real memories and injecting with falsified and fabricated memories. Your real memories and then false memories. And then the third is direct behavioral control. That's it. That's it. Censorship, memory management, direct behavioral control. That's everything they're doing to you. And you can easily defeat their technology by simply turning on the music, listening to the pleasing music. It has to be loud enough that, that it becomes a dominant external stimulus. But if you would just listen to music every day for six months, you would absolutely permanently defeat their technology. Because what it will do is... What, what music does is it alters your brainwave signature when you listen to it. And if you listen to it long enough, continuously, it permanently alters your brainwave signature. Well, their entire technology is based off that brainwave signature. And once you alter that brainwave signature permanently, you have defeated their technology. they got to start all over again. So, so um, you can easily defeat their technology. Their technology. So, yeah, when, like a, so when I... When I um, when I felt that I was under attack and it was in that third eye area and it was a psychic attack and how I got out of it was that I kept repeating the name of Jesus. I was saying, Jesus Christ, have mercy on my soul, and it became so intense but that I could finally only say uh, Jesus Christ and then Jesus, 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 and that broke that broke the connection that they had with me, and um, and then I was fine. And then um, and then I was going to tell the other woman. And then there was another time when it started, and I could not. Any attempt I made to say the name Jesus was being blocked, but I did not give up. I just insisted yeah. and kept doing it, and I claimed that power back for myself but they tried really hard, and I was shocked that I could not say the name. I couldn't pronounce right. it, but I just said, kept saying it, and I was determined, and I finally started saying the name and repeating it, repeating it, and it broke their hold again. Absolutely. So you can't give up. You have, there's this wall that they put up, and you have to keep going through the wall. You want to hear it? Let's do Let's yeah, your, your example. example. Any time you use Jesus, don't use and they, and they make me feel bad, bad while you're, I find, I find you, have, you have, 
going. Even if even they, they make you feel, feel bad because you know, you know it. The woman talking about, about dancing, dancing. That, she, that, she, that wanted she wanted to, to start, start dancing, dancing. And, and she had a hard time. And I remember that happening also. I did the same thing, though. I just refused to not have them or it or whatever to block me, and I forced myself to keep moving. I danced through, so it was such awkward, jerky movements. And when I broke through it, it was like I, I just became very graceful again in my movements, but I had to be persistent Absolutely. and determined. Yes, I found the same thing. You do. You do. Um, I had one question about your comment about clones. You said that it's in the clone. Is this it? Some where where is the clone at? Okay, the hive mind team. Uh, hold on, just a second. Let me just answer what the other lady said. Okay, uh, so what you did was you did. Uh, I'm I'm not ignoring your question. I'll answer it. Just let me answer her yeah, yeah. real quick no. while I'm while, while I'm thinking about it. No, um, yeah. I, what you did was, what you did was called redirection. You redirected away from their from their remote neural attacks to, to your working reference, which was, which was Jesus. You redirected away from the attack. Okay, it's very effective. Um, and then uh, what's happening is it's not you know your pineal gland psychic uh, remote viewing. What's happening is these are called uh, uh, visual entrainment. They're targeting you with visual entrainment. And these are two-dimensional images or short little videos which, that you see, especially when you close your eyes. You know, you see this. Um, and it's simply their way of keeping your brain entrained to the system. Now, at nighttime, they use, you know, dream modulation, neurolinguistic programs. Unbelievable. I'm going to have to hang up. Um, I, I keep going. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to hang up. I'm going to have to hang up. I'm getting too much interference. If I have to hang up, I'm going to have to hang up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Brian. The reason I brought up the dancing as another example it's for the people who are really, you know, have been tri- get triggered with the name Jesus, to sh- to show that it wasn't okay. just the name Jesus, but it, but it's the idea, the idea was, was not not up uh, and just being determined to reclaim your uh, your freedom, your power. Yeah. Exactly. It can be anything, right? Yes. Can you use that at night when you're going to sleep too, or have you been able to do that? Or I haven't found an answer at night when I'm sleeping. Is anybody else? I try and say things before I go to bed, which helps a little bit. But you know, you go to sleep. There you have it. In your dreams, yeah, it's in my dreams. The weird stuff yeah. happens. Dream, dream. Hi, 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 I got on the call late because uh, I work on Saturdays. I was wondering, who is the guy that was uh, talking about all this information concerning our targeting? Brian? Brian? Is his name Brian, people? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brian, oh, cool. too. T-E-W. Brian, wow. too. Uh, is there a... Uh, 
is that the same guy I was talking earlier before uh, I had to get off uh, uh, from Iceland? He was in Iceland for a little while? I think you've had, like, kind of arguments with him before, right? I'm sorry? Isn't it you have had arguments with Brian? You and Brian have had arguments before? Me? Yeah, is it you? Oh, no, I've never, I've never had an argument with anyone. Good around. afternoon, this is your captain speaking with just a little flight information. Coming up, on the, we're going to be catching a glimpse of the Grand Canyon. On the right, you can be able to see the Hoover Dam in just a few minutes. We're flying at an altitude of 37,000 feet. Oh, shut up. <laughs> couple little facts yeah, here. Yeah, I guess they don't want me talking because I just that. Uh, I firearm with a black rubber and a six-inch barrel. Also, the co-pilot is carrying a Kimber Custom Defense pistol with all the bells and whistles you'd expect from a custom gun of that kind with an alloy frame and bevel treatment on the entire gun. Uh, I'm not quite sure where that came from. Uh, maybe Brian got on his flight early. Uh, press star 8 if you're interested in... in uh, Speaking again, uh, we might have to shut down the call here in a little bit. We're going on four hours, but um, we can uh, definitely uh, take a few more questions or um, start a few more discussions. Uh, so hit star eight, and I ha will unmute you individually. Hey, Spencer. Hello. That was yeah. a new take. I haven't heard that one before. I came late to the call. May I ask who the moderator is? It's um, it's a co-moderator. It's Ella, and then I have Spencer running the board, and Spencer, so he's moderating as well. Okay. I just missed the whole thing, Ella. It was not my, my choice, but... You know, those things happen. We have such a wonderful lifestyle these days. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my secret admirers were busy chasing me around the world, so I was able to get a place where I could talk on the phone. <laughs> well, you have a good sense of humor about it. Oh, you got to. You make this thing, if you don't, you can really get all crazy. No. Yeah, you just got to play along with their crazy game and beat them at it. It's a big thing. They've just got these remote... Um, directed energy weapons, but we have a lot more. Don't remember, remember, we're far more intelligent than they'll ever dream of being. So you yeah. just have to be creative, innovative, positive, and just keep moving on. I'm trying to find the light in the dark. I like that. That's right. People, That's uh, right. To find the light in it. I even learned how to knit by wa walking and knitting at the same time with yarn on my in a backpack on my back. I can walk and knit now, too. I've taught myself a lot of new traits. I never thought I'd be able to develop such skills like I have. Good for you. I, I like knitting, too. I've liked it for a long time. Boy, I tell you, it's my opium because when everything's gone to hell in a handbasket, you can pick up something and create something and look at it and say, God, I still have the brain. Although sometimes I see... Uh, you have to fight hard to keep your patterns straight, intricate things, because, but I want right. intricate things because that's good for the mind. So yeah. I don't care. I fight them, but my stuff still yeah. ends up okay. <laughs> do, you ever, do you ever do lace patterns, Luda? Because I love yeah, doing lace patterns. Yeah, I do. Patterns. 
I do, yeah, because mm-hmm. that you have to count every stitch and you really have to concentrate. That's good. That's what I think, I, too. I might, hard one. My, one of my fortes is I've developed reversible cables, which look the both, same on both sides. Oh. That's I'll send nice. you the pattern for that, Ella. Yeah, I'd like to do that. Yeah, it looks nice, like button bands on sweaters and uh, when you do sweaters or whatever. looks really nice. Yeah, but people need hobbies. You need to have lots of pastimes. I have a, do a lot with writing. I do a lot with compiling things and writing things for the future for others to read and learn from um, when I may not be here. But you have to have a lot of pastimes and keep your mind unbelievably busy. The minute your mind gets lax and you're just sitting there doing nothing, then you run into trouble. So if you keep really busy, I find that it's in music. is one of my other opiums. I play uh, banjo and guitar as well. So you just have to keep different things. When I get bored with one thing or I get attacked with one thing, I do something else. So I just keep moving. Yeah, there's something about knitting. It's the rhythmic of it. It's almost calming. It is. Yeah. And I feel I'm almost addicted. You know, I have to knit every day because I have to accomplish something that I can put my hands on and say, look, I did this much today and I accomplished something and tomorrow I'm going to do the same thing and I'm going to be able to do it every day after. Yeah. You're a wise woman. Well, I don't know about wisdom, but I know it has gotten me through this whole thing. I don't think I'd be living so long if I didn't have these pastimes. I can't just sit there and be targeted. I will not allow myself to do that. I have to give them a run for their money. Whatever they're going to do, they're going to have to fight for it. That's a good attitude. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm okay. You know, I'm I'm exhausted, but, you know, that just seems to be commonplace. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, You know, just tired, but I'm okay. You know, I just try to Mm -hmm. stay busy. And, uh, do what I can and try, like you said, just be very busy, very productive, you know. And even if I'm tired, there's still stuff I can do from a vertical, you know, horizontal position, you know. And mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I, think that, I think that's the key: just staying busy and just trying to find things that you can do, you know. And even before last. this, all my life, I played music. All my life, there was music in the background. I couldn't even study in college without something. I used to say to block out the noise in the dorm and all. But I always had music in my life ever since I've been seven years old playing the piano. And I think that's very important. It's, I agree with everything that everybody says when they talk about music. If you Not only if you can't play instruments or anything, and all types of music, not just country or not just 50s. I mean, a variety. From Claire de Lune to Rachmaninoff, classics. I mean, try everything. Andre Bucelli is a wonderful singer, and I love his uh, CDs are absolutely excellent. You can put them on, and I can play them over and over and over again, and, and find that I seems like I never heard some of the songs. They're so beautiful. So if you have a beautiful surrounding around you, and you think positive thoughts, negativism isn't in my life. I can't do it. I just can't waste time on it. I have a question. How how sure. can you um how how can you find out if your place is bugged um, with um, for sound and, uh, you know, visuals, cameras and microphones? I know Probably 99% been... of everybody is. So. Yeah. <laughs> wow. 
welcome to the real world. <laughs> yes, I tried to. I've been trying to figure out where it would be. Um, I just rented this little studio, and it has all this, all these light fixtures and a whole bunch of things, and I just can't figure it out. They might be I able to do it remotely. It. I knew that the whole time. Oh. I can tell you where the cameras were planted in my house. Okay. And, like in the bathroom, there was a heater from the ceiling, and cameras were put in there. And then in the kitchen, and this was done by a vicious predator, um, then the kitchen, also the exhaust fan had the camera. And, and what does it, it look like, also, the camera? I don't know. I only covered it up because when I would do something in my house, it took me a while to figure out, but when I would do something in my house, in my kitchen, and it would be played out in street theater, um, then I knew I had a camera in my kitchen, but, you know, it still took me a while to figure it out. I'd think the window, and I'd think this, that, or this, and then finally... I realized that once I covered it up, um, then I didn't get the um, the street theater in regards to whatever I took out of my refrigerator. And this was done by a brutal, vicious cop that is supported by my sister. He's just a criminal, and most people support him. But so that's like a place where I guess is the easiest to put them. And then I still have microphones in my house because whatever I say or if I'm talking to somebody and I say I'm going to go somewhere, um, they already know. And this is not a cop, as far as I know, who's a gang stalker. He's just a vicious criminal cop. He's just like a um, pack. Yeah, like a pack. similar. Yeah. yeah. But, but, but then, like, um, what do these things look like? Like, what would a little microphone look like now? Well, I don't camera? know. I haven't, I haven't climbed up in the attic and ripped it out. I just covered it up with massive tape. And then once I did, I didn't get any more because they couldn't see. Uh, but he's a, a creep from hell. And if you can believe it, my own sister pays him and supports him. She's an uh, ignorant turd. Yeah. a monster herself so but that you know it it because at first i did the vents so i think that a microphone may be in the vent i can't i have it but i i don't know and and the heater in the bathroom from the ceiling both from the ceiling cameras okay There's a little bit of space here, time. Um, with the phone, I just got a, a new iPhone uh, trying to get, uh, you know, a, a secure my calls. And um, uh, besides putting software on the, the phone, um, how, how else could they uh, hack into my phone? What do I need to do to secure it more? Anybody? Always carry it on your body. Use a fanny pack with magnets to your waist. Things that are very important to you, um, your ID, your iPhones, um, whatever, 
you need to survive. Do not leave them on a table. Do not leave them anywhere accessible to anything because I believe they can be accessed remotely and all kinds of things can be done to them. You need to keep them on your person and in one of okay. these uh, uh, bags that um, block out uh, the ability to turn things on and all. I'm having a problem where I turn my computer off and I leave for an hour or two. I come back my computer's on. Of course, they do this all the time. But they have total control of so many things in your life. You just right. think, think, think. Don't leave things around. Don't leave things where they can access them remotely or they can come in and do something to them and you wouldn't even know it, like your iPhone. You never leave that around, but don't sleep with it near your head either because of the radiation and all, or under your pillow or anything like that. But do you, do you I, but your I computer? wouldn't put it in a fanny pack either. Don't carry it on yourself so close, but... What did you mean by magnets? I mean, I've got powerful magnets that I could click this iPhone to, but would that do anything? I have a fanny. Other... I, I have a I have a fanny pack that closes with magnets over my waistband of my pants. It's not around my waist, a belt, and it, it's much more comfortable. I'm free. I I don't like anything around my waist like. I know, belt. but I just wouldn't carry a cell phone even that close because. Just you would have had a cover for it. There are certain special kinds of bags that are made with special kinds of fabric right. that are RFID proof and all kinds of right. proof. And some of oh. them are so high tech, yeah. they're two or three hundred dollars. But there's stuff yeah. out on the market. You put your phone in that, then you can carry it close. You also can secure Stingray it better. Shield. Stingray yeah, shield. Look, Amazon. Look, so look, you can look under, you know, RFID blocking or a cell phone. Um, a shielding or something like that and see what they're about. You can get very, very sophisticated ones for smartphones or iPads or anything like that. And those are worth investing in. Oh, I don't use a well, cell phone ever. That's yeah, one just, thing just where meaning people that, do that and you're those, dependent those, on it. A company yeah. will will sell will sell you know, their their shielding method for all different your oh. from your laptop to your cell phone. Even it's not cheap, like Verizon, it's not Verizon five or ten dollars. It's expensive. Yeah, it can what be about anywhere. Verizon? It... What about Verizon? Well, would they sell a thing like that, Verizon? Um, I I would I would I would type in what I was suggesting. You want to look okay. for at least RFID blocking, or you can put in you know shielding for your iPad or shielding for whatever it is. Okay. I think you can use tinfoil and go around about six times with heavy duty tinfoil. And I, I, I think if you put a I've, meter near it, it won't. You won't be able to uh, hear it all. What about yeah. if I put my iPhone on a powerful magnet? Would that do anything? It might ruin would your it, iPhone. Oh really? You could line oh. a fanny pack with aluminum foil. Yeah, that's Inside, a good idea. Right? Yeah, that's a good idea. Bella. Hello. Yeah. I hear you. Hello? Can you hear me? Hi, hi. This is uh, Nathan. I'm sorry I got rudely interrupted. Uh, I was just listening. I guess that was Brian from Iceland, but uh, uh, he's got some incredible things. And I've had several TIs stay with me: uh, Shelley, Dez, uh, guy from Richmond, and um, Derek's been here. So uh, everything that he says, as far as the stocking, is right on the money. And uh, I just had surgery. I just had. uh, on the East Coast, and they're being uh, diagnosed and researched, the specimens. 
And uh, he was just incredible in what he had to say. So I was just wanted to just say I was really impressed by all that because I do a lot of reading and a lot of educating and did an organized stocking with my council member here in Tucson where uh, Derek came and some other people came from around the country. So I just wanted to throw out that um, if there's any ever an opportunity to uh, give this person my phone number and have him call me, that would be wonderful. I'm not sure if that's a possibility. Sorry to sidebar all you ladies. I know you guys were talking about phones. I'm sorry about that. It's hard to it's hard to reach him because he comes and goes. You know, it's not like he's you know exactly when he's coming through or calling in or anything like that. But if you're there, I'm sure you could hook up with him somehow. Okay. Yeah, I work six days a week, so uh, you know, Shelly used to do the do the call, and I used to try to get on after I got home from work on Saturday. So uh, I just um, I just wanted to just throw that out. I didn't mean to interrupt you. You all, you're talking about phones and trying to keep them secure no, and everything else going no. on. No. But I got everything over over to the West Coast to be researched, and uh, once I get everything uh, taken care of as far as um, documented and everything, uh, I'll be definitely reaching out to the to the group in some manner, as uh, my, the experts say I can. But uh, um, I had six specimens taken out from behind my ear on the East Coast. So either they're sensors or implants or what he was talking about, the, the Vera brain chips and the RFID chips. What is the problem here? Who took them out? Oh, I can't. I can't, I can't mention it on, this, on the podcast. What I city? Have not to. Oh, okay. uh, I, can't, I can't mention that. I can't, I can't go there. But uh, I'm sure anyone that's networking with trying to have surgery or having scatter scans, uh, you know, with, I, I went through Melinda and, of course, uh, Dr. Stander and then... Uh, and then we were able to go ahead and uh, get the surgery and get the removal. And then from chain of command, from doctor to doctor, we were able to get them to the West Coast. Do you feel you're targeted less now that they're gone? You know, a lot of people ask me that. But uh, to tell you the truth, um, I got a feeling because they can do it with, it, with uh, hyperdemic needles now. And uh, because I still have some uh, in my throat, in my chest, in my knee, in my ear. Uh, not my ear, but I mean my foot. Um, and my brain, I'm not really sure. I just think sometimes I just overload the other ones that are still in me, to tell you the truth. Uh, some people say they get relief. I've gotten some relief, but but not, nothing to where I really have, you know, I, I got a feeling that unless they turn the whole system off or I get them all out of me. I just think that they're so sophisticated with the gang stocking that they'll just put them back in, to tell you the truth. It's a vicious cycle. I think so. That's just I think my you're thought. very correct. I think you're. Correct. I got the the nanotechnology with the nano anchors, the rattlesnake toxins, and um, all of that diagnosis. Well, so I've, I've spent thousands and thousands of dollars to get to this point. So um, I understand I they can do I, this. They can they can reinstall that stuff into you remotely. Yeah. With energy. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm telling you, um, I've done. I've spent a lot of time, a lot of documentation on on all aspects, but I'm just hoping that I'm getting to the point where um, with everybody else going and trying to push this forward, hopefully uh, I'll be able to as well. I know the council office here when we had the organized stocking conference uh, uh, about five months ago, uh, they were just blown away with everything. They were pretty well terrified by the time we got done. Uh, Derek came in from L.A. and uh, 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 a person that's had several chips taken out came in from Richmond 
and Des was here and Shelly was here and uh, another person, a highly influential person in Maricopa County was here. And we had a couple targeted other hard targeted people from Tucson here as well. And of course I let the Attorney General's office know. Um so Well I wish you luck. Yeah, I wish uh, everyone luck and uh, hopefully uh somehow, some way we'll be able to move everything forward and uh um and I just hope that at at some time we can go public through the media or somehow, some way that it becomes a public, you know, conversation for all of us, you know. It's it's time, you know. Well that's what has like, to happen, I think. Unless the public is aware of it, I don't think is we're gonna ever get the monkey off our back. No, I don't think so. Well I'm I'm going to uh I'm going to get off but I will definitely try to get on around eight and listen to everybody and if I have anything to, to add, um I will definitely add or if I can get anything over to Derek on his call, I will definitely do that. And if anyone talks to to um any of the people that I haven't you know, had a chance to listen to recently. I haven't I haven't heard Neil's voice um periodically, so I just hope that everyone's doing okay. That's all we can hope for. Live one hour right. at a time. Okay. God bless everybody. You too. Bye bye. Bye bye. Even now. I wanted to make a comment about my own experience, and, and I'm a licensed healthcare professional, and this happened to me. And um, I found out underneath my skin, on my head, and it, it was like a line of it that went down beneath my ears and then went to my throat. There's these hard nodules, and I think they're made of uh, like a crystal matrix, and I, I could break them up and completely stop it. So I could break them up, but they always came back. It was kind of like they were growing. And my next idea that I'm going to try with this, because I know um, crystals can be, it's like a crystal, I think, that's underneath of our skin. Um, and it might be the stuff of spring. I don't know exactly how they're activating it in just certain people. But I think, actually, it may be in the population, and, and they're experimenting, and they may want to activate it. I have no idea. But I'm going to get an ultrasound machine, um, and it breaks up crystals. And it has a... I'm just going to try it. I'm using myself as the experimentee. But I could break it up, like, literally with a, a physical needle, but I couldn't really get it quite. I used just a half inch just to make sure I didn't hit anything important. Um, I used to use a half inch diabetic needle, and I could feel them and then break them up. And then I would have a few days of, of where it wasn't, they couldn't do anything. Why do you think it's a crystal? I'm sorry, I didn't hear. Why do you think it's a crystal? <laughs> um, because I am familiar with hydroxyapatite crystals, and um, I know this. I could tell it was crunchy like styrofoam, and um, it had a grainy feeling to it. So I was able to break it up, and then I pull, it was really tiny, and then like juice it out of my skin kind of. So some of them were like encompassed. They had a dendrite feel to it meaning it was round, and I could tell it had legs, like, like your dendrites, like a fake neural dendrite. And I think they're, and if you can look it up, that's what the shape of our nerves are. They're like little round circles with like little spider egg, like a star with legs or something, you know, thin legs. Look, look on my website, it, look on my and, website, jameslico.com, 
James Lico.com. Oh, okay. James yeah, I'd love to. And uh, I have pictures on there. I, I get those all the time, and uh, Donna gets those, my fiance, and um, <clears throat> they seem to be like pimples, like, uh, or, 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 uh, yeah, very hard. And they're, uh, they seem to be like pimples, or, uh, what do they call those? Um, boils. And uh, you'll see those on my website. And oh, yeah, wow. they, they look on there. It seems like their energy going into them because they keep they stay hard. And and uh, I have um, I get you can almost feel the energy going into them. And if I put yeah, if I put yeah. some kind of cream on there, like like a uh, vitamin E cream or what do they call that? Or cream? Nivea. Nivea. It seems to help. Even you right. know, even just putting yeah. that cream around my neck, so exactly. I feel like these, right. yeah. I feel yeah. Like, like my whole is relaxing. My the their hold on me is relaxing. If I get that cream on there, because it, I think I think the stuff travels on your skin. It does mm-hmm. because it's uh, it's um, scalar waves. It's ELF, and it's it's like this voltage that travels on your skin, like yes. a blue yes. voltage. Yeah. And I've even felt it like a arcing across different places where I was getting burned on my chest and various places. So you might think of it that way as this voltage or a current traveling on right. your skin. Right. I think, that's how they're con- I, I think that's how they're connecting with us. If you look at those little caps that they wear, they say, you know, where they can do brain-to-brain interface, like through computers or whatever, the, there's little yeah. nodules. I think those little nodules are the, the same thing, but they've got it growing somehow or creating itself, and I don't know if that's through. But I don't think you can break it up through, um, like, anything you eat. So that's where I thought about a mechanical force, like the ultrasound, because if you look at what how ultrasound works, um, it, you know, that's what they use to break up kidney stones, which are some of the hardest crystals. Yeah. And they break it. it it's, they break it up so small that you can pass through your urinary tract, and and that's really tiny, non microscopic. So I'm going to start with that. It's 169 dollars, and just see. And like I said, I was able to physically break it up with my little needles, which most people don't have. You know, they probably don't. You're not brave enough to do that because it, it's you know nobody usually unless you're in the field, you're not going to be willing to stick pins in your needles. But I wanted to go back to your comment about putting lotion on. Um, originally, I was using some, called something called Ocean Potion, Suntan Lotion, and that was working. So, and it, it, it had vitamin E in it, just like you said, but it didn't get rid of it. Like the pen, when I physically break it up, which I think is what the ultrasound is going to do, I can't afford to buy it until next month. But um, as soon as I can, what's really bizarre is as soon as I started using some of these things to physically try to get rid of this, sound, you know, I seems to do something in the different Hertz levels, um, which would make sense if it's a crystal, um, which, and crystals can also yeah. carry things. And also it's right around your teeth. Yeah, you, you have to get some, some kind of, some frequency in, in the same range uh, as the resonant frequency. Yeah. And then you could break it up if you wouldn't break it up just any, any frequency. Yeah, you're right. And that's, yeah. that's why I think the, the tape, I got this tape from Dave, uh, guy Dave. Um, he said to use a particular kind of earphone, and it goes all the way down from like five-something all the way up to 20,000. And what's really interesting is 20,000 and above starts affecting crystals. And I thought, and your teeth are crystals. And a lot of targeted people say they, they were actually having their teeth moved. 
And I think that was their first attempt to try to get your your teeth to act as like little crystal radios. And if you look at what crystal is, so anyway, but um, I looked at your site here and it's amazing. But yeah, so um, um, I, I liked your comments about the um, the mass shootings. You know, I anyway. So I don't. I'm just experimenting, but I, I'm I can't live with this. And I've been hit so hard. Uh, since I started on these these shows, I've had all this weird things going on, and I can't even tell you they're they're really strange. But I know they're all being induced. I don't I, I don't buy into it that I'm having you know real demonic interaction. But I've had weird things happen to me that I felt were I just laugh at them now because I know they're trying to intimidate me to not get help. But I know the more I'm interacting with groups and things. It seems like the harder they want to hit me, or maybe I've also kind of worried about my voice being on, you know, recorded because I've heard that they can track you by your voice. And that, and the other thing is, ever since I've been on these calls, and I've only been like on two of them now, um, like in my dreams, I can tell they're in training in my dreams, but I'm in the dreams, so I can't stop it. But like having me count, having me write words, say words, right in my dreams. So that's like the actual, like to do voice to soul. I don't have voice to soul yet. Um, but I think they're trying to set me up for it, and it scares me. I don't think I can live with that. But you stay on Facebook and and uh, get print what you are experiencing. And they, you know, that's the best thing just to shed a light on them and sh- and tell what they're doing. That's all I can say. Mhm. Well, I'd like to be able to make it so it didn't work on me. That's what I'm really what I'd like to do because then all their stuff is useless. So if I could find something that would work to break it up, um, and I'm thinking kidney stones. So this stuff is like a crystal in your, you know, just if something is growing under your skin, or I don't know, it's frightening that they're able to do this to another human being. Mm-hmm. I think I really do believe it's prelude to some much greater uh, program that's going to be spread to everyone eventually. I, I don't think I think we are <laughs> like they don't realize that I'm the more chances about getting rid of it because this is our country and it's being taken over. Oh yeah. I think it already yeah, it really already I think is well on its way to that. And um I think it's their plan for globalism, I don't know, but it's something it's it's all over the world. It's not just happening in the United States. It's happening in all kinds of countries. I think it has something to do with the UN. Mm-hmm. Do you think that some of this thing, these things under your skin and in your body could be nanotechnology? I missed that. I'm not getting very good reception. Go ahead and repeat that. Do you think that some of these things could be nanotechnology? You talked about growing, because I think that does. John, what do you think? I don't know. I think it's I think it's something it's definitely something that's not natural and, and that's how they're see your body isn't supposed to be picking up radio waves from outside of you. So they got it they have to put something inside of you to make that happen. You know, before this happened to you it, you weren't it, you know, you couldn't sense things like radio waves. It wasn't happening, nobody could send them to you. So they've got to have an attachment to your body somehow. Wouldn't you wouldn't most people agree with that or Research nanotechnology. Yeah. The other thing is some people say they can take and track your brain by it. It's like an individual fingerprint. Yeah, so that's I, true. And, and all the, yeah, so it's it's horrible. It's really evil technology. And the people that do it, I 
I can't even imagine how you would think this would be okay to do to even to anybody. They're doing it well, they to. Know it's okay, but but most people can't detect it. So it, and, you know, until people get around to that, you're going to do it. And remember, they have no conscience. They nothing is wrong to them. They're they're like robots. If you could see the smirks on their face and the stupidity that they look like. The stupid idiots like they look they're like. Really Call them mental midgets. Mental midgets is what they are. They have power. They have these weapons. But they have nothing in between the ears, let me tell you. They're told what That's to true. do, and they follow the plan. Yeah, it's it's very concerning because they definitely we have an agenda. Like the mass shootings are definitely about you know, making laws to make it so people can't protect themselves, you know. Yeah, that's right. And here is one thing I wanted to ask everybody in the room tonight. Um, I have mysteriously been at some of the biggest shootings. Um, there was a shooting in Oregon at the school, at a community college. I happened to be right within blocks of that, getting gas from a vacation that day, even though I don't even live there on that exact time it was happening. And the other thing is, remember that girl at the Paris uh, who ran down the people on the sidewalk. I was staying at Paris and my room looked down onto where she hit the people on the sidewalk. She was also targeted. She talked about the targeting program. Has anybody else had that experience where they were either on site at one of these things um, or, you know, coincident, even if you lived hundreds of miles away with something way out of your normal thing? I met another CI, and that was there. They had been either right on, right there when something had happened. Um, there's a gentleman who wants to get trained to be in the electronic. I think his name's Al. He says that he was on the phone with his sister right when that shooting happened with Myron May, and his, his sister works in a school. And it was happening right then when he called her. And he doesn't talk to her very often. So I just thought that yeah, was I a weird coincidence. Hey, hey, Sherry. What's happening, Sal? Oh, hey there. How's it going? I just, I just got finished eating dinner with her. We were just talking about that. She was, um, yeah, she, uh, I told her that uh, that guy, <laughs> I found out later, I heard Neil, overheard Neil on one of his calls that he, um, that that guy had gotten on a call. He felt really bad that he didn't tell him how to shield better because mm -hmm. it was he just couldn't handle the pain. And yeah. so what it was is my sister had gotten a job there uh, for three months or four months. So she she came down from um, you know your state to teach there, and um, he you know he I guess that's where he figured hey I'm just gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna get killed here, and he just walked into. Uh, a um a university and I guess it was just closest to him or whatever who knows I mean I, I'm theorizing theorizing this I have no idea and he whacked a teacher and a couple students but what I was told is when the police came there he just said kill me kill me just like that girl did uh, six weeks ago in um, in uh, Texas you know her husband um, uh, called the police and said hey my he he he's the one who actually helped you know get rid of her he probably didn't mean it. He just is like anybody else, they call the police, but instead of calling a mental health facility and saying, hey, I need help with my wife, and they would have said, well, bring her in and we'll, you know, talk to her. 
but he called the police and because um, she was maybe you know who knows what she was saying or acting and and um, when the police arrived she came out of a hallway in the multifamily with a gun and pointed it at him and said kill me just kill me because people psychologically you know whether she probably had B2K and were hit wherever all of a sudden she freaked. But the Myron, you know, guy, uh, you know, he could have easily walked into uh, my sister's classroom and killed her. And, uh, you know, just to show you the, the pain, the amount of pain that people are dealing with, uh, they just, it's just, uh, you know, it's mind boggling. But uh, it's just a control, you know, unfortunately, I mean, my opinion, I don't really know what I'm talking about. I'm not, you know, involved with people that are um, implementing this. Uh, but it seems like it's a control model that helps the um, entirety of uh, you know, the police force, the medical people, and they can push for mental illness, which is um, uh, a control model itself. If it's been sitting dormant all this time, um, the psychologist and psychiatry area that, um, you know, because they have a lot of power. I mean, when you go to probate court and a, and a psychologist or, I mean, a psychiatrist says, hey, look, you've got issues, or they they write the reports that way. It's very difficult to undo that. Um, I mean, you probably could, but you need some deep pockets. So uh, you know, to me, it just seems like a control model that broad based. You know, it's a money thing and it's a control model of of some sort of demented measure. When you're starting to talk about walking, you know, people that are in this much pain that can walk into a shopping center, movie theater, college campus, and uh, murder innocent children. Um, you know, uh, at the behest of these idiots that want to control guns and the populace and fear to take take their attention away from the main issues that need to be addressed, which are modernization of the political system due to globalization, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And it's kind of archaic, embarrassing, and uh, it's premeditated murder or the possibility thereof, which is uh, a... a uh, you know, you got to find the people that are responsible for pushing the, this type of technology into the uh, federal agencies and or specialized technology teams that are implementing this in our society. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm going to do just that, one way or the other. Um, I wanted to make one more comment about that. Um, that's how they, they call it a payoff. I've talked to several TIs that have voices call, and they said that they wanted them, they wanted to get a payoff on them. And the payoff was either the death, suicide, but the, the apple, the cherry that they wanted was one of these type of crimes like that. And I don't, does anybody else understand that, how that would be a payoff to them, our death? Because, I mean, our death would seem that they wouldn't get paid for doing what they're doing or whatever. I have no idea what really happens, but death, we kill ourselves, we get killed. I think or, they get a big amount of money if something, they pull that off. I really It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? 
I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.